The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Rodicat. You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter. You can find me at NewsNurse Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBCaps on Instagram. South Carolina with Columbia down the way. And the sound effects you've heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn, one agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings. Brooklyn be the place where I certain things. Uh, yes, sir. And this here podcast comes to you from the Coast of the Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. Actually, we're on that. We didn't. It didn't come from. Well, it did come out of it, but that's that's the here is there. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find us here podcast on your podcast for the place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Podcast Network SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like, subscribe, and leave us all the positive five star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Uh, you can also find us normally um, recording every Thursday night, 9.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel of the, uh, the Click Nation. That's YouTube.com slash The Click Nation and Twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles. Like our homeboy, Benji Games 2 is watching us on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to click like and subscribe and hit the notification button so you know when we are broadcasting live. Indeed. Well, folks, uh, it is another week. It is another movie protocol week. And in that, we are going to run right into talking about uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, as we have both just uh, seen it this weekend. And uh, so there will be some light spoilers. We're not going to spoil it too heavy, but there are probably going to be some light spoilers. Yes, light, light spoilers. So I'm going to ring the spoiler bell because we probably will touch on very light spoilers. For me, it feels like I watched this movie a month ago, but it really has only been a couple of evenings since I watched this. So spoilers, very mild, like, you know, spicy food for an American palate mild. (laughs) <laughs> shots fired uh-huh. um incoming in three two one there it is <laughs> so across the spider-verse 
Right. So we're gonna start like this, like we like we uh like I think like we did before the before I started. So um turnout. First of all, uh before we get into the meat and the potato of the thing, turnout uh for this here thing, and I guess a little little bit at the talk about the end of uh at that part. I had a pretty good crowd for 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 um for this one because as H, as I was telling H seven before the show, uh, you know, and it's it's you know, people are out of school and uh, uh, or, you know, off for the summer or just happen to be off with it. Or maybe some people took the day off for it. Right. I don't know. But it was a fairly decent crowd. It was like pack packed, but it was, um, you know, it, there was some butts in the seats. Right. <laughs> so right. I don't know about you, Agent 70. Right. So so it would be different. It, it would be interesting if we actually went to see the movie at the exact same times. Sure. slots at the exact same time slots um you know in your location as a you know uh, in comparison to my location because you know you know seeing it basically in the heart of new york city public schools are still in effect they're still in session so uh you know the younger crowd would not have been there if i had been there for an afternoon showing necessary not necessarily they'd be out of school probably you know, if it was a four o'clock showing, they'd be out of school. But whether or not they were going there straight to the theater is one is is one thing, right? But I can tell you that we definitely had a late turnout crowd, mm. right? We we had like an eight o'clock showing, and people. I wonder. You know, it's funny. I you know this is just pure speculation on my part. I wonder if because of the kind of uh, rapid uh, fire sequence of movies that are kind of genre based over the last month and change that mm. everyone has seen the same trailers so everyone's kind of lagging to get to see the trailers because we've already seen a bunch of them already the right. same ones yeah yeah okay i can see that yeah. you know like that's just speculation on my part pure speculation yeah. but that's what that that was the interesting thing in my theater is that we had a good crowd i don't think it was full but I think it was a good crowd and everyone got there late because we were all sitting in our seats at like eight o'clock and we were like, where is everybody? But by the time the, the, the trailers had finished, it was mostly filled up. And see, and that's the thing right there. Cause I, I got there, I think, uh, probably around. So I, I had an early show and like, I went to two, which they're, which they're starting to do now, like two o'clock showings. Wow. The, the early, yeah. Cause the earliest they have, have been before recently was like, Four. Oh, okay. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been going to three o'clock show, and and now they've just started doing. It. As a matter of fact, Fast was a two o'clock show, and also wow, um, on premiere so, night, right, or sneak preview night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're getting a little earlier and earlier for for some of these joints. Um, but that being said, like I said, the the, the crowds were diff- vastly different from from uh, Fast to uh, Spider Verse. So I've and I've already said the 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 uh, the crowds like, but yeah. The thing I wanted to just jump to real quick before we get into the and as a uh, agent, uh, excuse me, Benji Games too says I love meat and potatoes. Same. Um, at the end, we're just going to get this part out of the way. Um, as I was telling Agent Seventy before this, people apparently did not know that this was a part one. Yeah, because, because people were like, "Oh man," or "What." Or, 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 or. That was that's what I got in my theaters. Aww. Yeah, that was something bad too. So it was totally funny because it was like in as like Agent Seven that I was talking before. So like 
clearly people don't keep up with the news like we do, but you know, I, I suspect even if we weren't doing this, we would probably, and, and still being comic fans, we would probably still keep up with some parts of the news to know this uh, enough. But because we do this, you know, like we're we're kind of we're kind of in it. But it's just funny to me to see the people like just like oh or or whatever the case may be. It was like what I want no, <laughs> give me more. And of course, people still stayed to see if there was a, a in credit scene, which there was not. So go ahead yeah, there was just a, a title card. Right. That's all there was. So, and I was like, "Yeah, well, they didn't do, they didn't change the change the next movie title, so that's good." <laughs> so, Wait, what's the what's the third one? Beyond, right? Beyond, yeah. Okay. Which I had a I had a sh- shivering thought uh, there for a second. I was like, they're not going to bring the Beyonder into this. That's, that's no, just... no, they're not, they're they're totally not because like you know, but at this point especially being a comic book fan and a Marvel fan who's like, and having read a book this week <laughs> that has the Beyonder in it, I was like, oh no, don't do this to me. Because I know we're do, we're no, if, if and or when they get the Secret War, they're not going to do the Beyonder, because they would have been set that up by now. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, Uh-oh. not necessarily. If they were going to do Secret Wars, they might bring it like, they might set it up as a surprise as in the first one. Nah, they would have. They would have had some setup, like just like just like um, like we saw Shades of King here and there, but you know before Ant Man, but granted, not much. But I think if they were going to do the Beyond, they would have at least set it up as like, hey, somebody's watching. Mm. <laughs> it's not the Watcher, you know. I, I feel like they couldn't help themselves with doing something like that, and and maybe some 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 things here and there might kind of like you know what's going on in this or you know something. So I think they would have probably. Gave it some water of a setup, and maybe that's just me, you know, you know, uh, uh, thinking about it from knowing the past history of the character. But anyway, but that's you know, not to get too far away from the the Spider Verse stuff. But that was just another thing I was just thinking about. Now then, let's get into this thing proper. One loved it, yeah. And, and I want Agent Seventy to talk about because he mentioned uh, the, he mentioned uh, some things that he wanted to to, to address uh, that he. He, um, he, his thoughts. I want him to go ahead and get his thoughts uh, on the record, and then I'll say mine. Sure. I mean, ultimately, I enjoyed this movie. I can't say that I loved it as much as I did the first one, because I think the first one is always going to be the first one. The first one is going, you know, basically set the tone, set a bar. And while I think a lot of parts of this movie surpassed the first one, I felt like it was a little too busy in certain parts and I got a little too overwhelmed. And I think it's because of the type of fan that I am. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a, this is a, uh, you know, in our pre-production meeting right before, like, you know, it makes it sound very official, right. In our pre-production meeting, right before the show, Roddy cat and I discussed this, that because of who we are, because of how closely we follow the news, we have a weekly show on it. We literally have discussions on this every week. We don't necessarily have to bounce it off anybody else. We have, you know, our show and people who we interact with on our show to talk to about these things. And ultimately, you know, it's for people like us that all these Easter eggs are not just Easter eggs. They're, you know, they're more than that. They're things for us to take in, right? 
like there's some meaning to their inclusion when we see that on the screen to us it's almost that it's more than just recognition it's like oh look they actually pulled this person from this miniseries that only happened a few years ago right right and to me that proved to be a little on the overwhelming side you know, there's there were a, a few like rapid fire scenes where the quick shots of the animation and like you know having basically four different kind of cameo appearances on the screen, you know, highlighted at once, and then big group shots with multiple spider people on them or in them, just mm-hmm. proved to be a little on the overwhelming side for me. Right, just a little. Like there were just a ton of these things, so that was a bit much for me. But I, it's not like I hated it. You know, it's that's not enough for me to hate. As a matter of fact, it, what it probably will be is a reason for me to get. I, I was going to get it anyway to get the Blu-ray and/or digital copy or both, and just stop. And pause every time these scenes come up so I can pick out all of the spider characters I recognize. Right. And people have been doing that with the trailer, you know, with, with every trailer that comes out. So right. it, it, to, to an annoying degree in certain cases, because it's like, yeah, okay, it's the same one from the last trailer. So you bringing it back up again, just not changing that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, we know that, that, you know, there are entire YouTube channels devoted to this. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a whole family of, of, of YouTube channels devoted to things like that. So, you know, at least in terms of my overall view of it, I think that it's just a half step behind the first Spider-Verse in terms of like where it sits in, you know, like in my personal rankings. But it was still an enjoyable, incredible movie where I, too, was kind of like, oh, it's ending, even though I knew there was going to be a part two or next part a next continuation to it um i you know like with the where where it led up where where it ended off i was just kind of like oh okay you know mm-hmm. it's like all right yep. deep you know like kind of kind of like a pause breath as opposed to a deep breath pause breath because the next movie is supposed to drop in march so thankfully we do not have a full year between movies right and i believe they have been working on it around you know they, they've been working on it as they've been working on this. So right, in parallel. Yeah, in parallel. Right. Mm-hmm. So just a matter of just them keeping going now with the writer's strike. That's all another thing. But I would imagine, depending on where they were before the writer's strike, I, I assume that most of that stuff's probably already done. They just got to, you know, it's, it's all probably like, animation. Yeah. Exactly. And, and everything else in post and whatnot. Right. So. And you could tell that there was a lot of money behind the animation in this movie. Yeah, there so was a was lot of money behind the animation in this movie. But like, it was so fluid. It was so well directed. Like in terms of the composition of the animation, right. you know, right, right. So, so yeah, and and it's like you said. So yeah, the first movie is going to be the first movie. It was I, without it sounding hyper hyperbolic. It was kind of groundbreaking in a way, right? So, where did they go from there? with this you know I, I and i can't imagine what else they could could have done because like in a way we've gotten more of that because even the way it kind of started out and kind of going through some of the motions of the first movie you still got some of that so it's like okay they're still doing this part which not a knock against it because they're like you know they didn't 
they didn't like beat it in the head. They were just like, okay, here's the thing we we did in the first movie, and we're doing it here again briefly, you know, and just kind of keep on going from there. And then they just focused on a, a different character mm-hmm. um, for a good chunk of it, um, and then just kind of brought things together. So, um, so while there was, I was like, yeah, okay, we've kind of seen some of this before, but the way they presented it this time was still great storytelling. You know, great animation, like you said. Uh, um, it, it was just still some very good stuff going on here. Not enough that that was, there was nothing in it that made me say, I was like, okay, they're just doing this again. Oh Lord. You know? Right. Uh, or, and I feel like as busy as it was, there was not much wasted time. Cause I know they were trying to get to a, a specific place and, and that's probably why it was so, so busy in certain spots. Plus it's, it is a spider verse and there's a gang of those jokers. So, <laughs> so not, not everybody got, um, you know, some uh, a bunch of sunlight, but you got enough out there. As as someone said online, it's like, yeah, you got to there's a, there's enough Easter eggs out there to to kill <laughs> to to kind of kill those people that make those videos because there was a, a apparently a lot of them that I'm sure they're going to be missed, you know, that sure. they, even they're going to be missing. So, um, but yeah, but that but that that being said, like I said. The, the, it, while it did feel busy, it didn't feel rushed, but it also felt like, okay, uh, there's a couple of things that probably could have changed, but we know for the fact that there's a part two coming, so they're saving some of that for said part two, and you kind of get a sense of that, uh, and as I was saying, telling Age of Seven uh, uh, in, in pre, like, yeah, you could kind of see around the part where just like all right we're we're coming to the end of this right <laughs> so that's why i was like all right i was already braced for it because like right, here it here it comes uh and you could almost see where that moment happens and it was like well here's the part where we're just going to get into the next one when when whenever that happens right so but it was still pretty good like un, as, as we said unlike fast <laughs> which we talked about a couple weeks ago goodness gracious yeah, Goodness like, uh, even, uh, even though there was a similar t- point there too, it was like okay, yeah, you could see it, but it, it was just a different type of right. It, they handled it differently, right? Each film handled the fact that they were part one of two differently, and they ended on different notes. And it was how they ended, which you know really let you know how we reacted, right? That's mm-hmm. how that you know we reacted in you know in different vastly different ways to how each movie ended and how they treated their endings or pauses as it were in the story. Right. So hey, just, you brought up a, a, a character out of all the characters that we've seen in this movie, even some of which that are newer that we've talked about in the last like, month or two that are like fairly brand new spider characters that showed up in this thing. There is one that we haven't seen that I hope really does show up and really will get, get some time. But I, I'm not holding out hope that's going to happen for some reason. Because I feel like they would have at least popped in something to kind of give us a little nudge to where that could happen. Right. But I can't see how that's going to happen. Right. Like clearly it's not going to be the way the, the way it did in the comic books. Or it could. It could. It, it could. Uh there's one character well, there's one thing I wanted to mention very quickly, because they devote 
a f- you know more than a few minutes at the beginning of this movie, not on Miles, but right. on one of the other characters that is integral to these Spider Verse movies. And I enjoyed that. I am a big fan of this character. When this character was introduced, I snapped up. I made sure to snap up that first appearance. You, me, and everyone, everyone else, or a lot of other people, rather. You Who's know, this? but I made sure to. You know, when I saw that that was coming out, I was like, I'm grabbing that. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Thought uh, I had to figure close, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I was very, uh, let me tell you, I was very happy to get that, you know, to, to see that. And I thought that was very well done. It was very much an homage to the comic book style, right? The art in that character's reality was very much an homage to the comic book style of this character. I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, which also made me want to go back and read some of that stuff because i can't i it definitely like okay yeah i remember the part that kind of that they kind of touched upon um a good bit um and why it ties into this part of the story the way it does um so it makes sense but i was like okay i forgot that that was the thing but i I, part of me remembered it was a thing but part of me forgot that that was the thing you know that was uh, uh, integral to her her uh, uh, story because everyone's got there. Which actually speaking speaking of that, so this movie uh, introduces well. So they say this this I have seen articles that said this movie introduces uh, what they call canon events. I got a and kick out of that. Like, I did too, but I'm saying like also, but I was like, okay, that's cool, but also. And this is a slight spoiler, but we've seen it before. Even down to a particular thing that branches up uh, that is shown during the course of the movie that t- kind of turns into something else. I'm like, okay, so that could be a bridge from what we what we've seen in the uh, the MCU stuff to this. They're just calling it something similar, uh, but not the same as what they called it in the MCU stuff. So I thought that was a pretty. Uh, interesting thing but also I was like okay so what exactly does that mean because it's pretty much the same thing as what we as a kind of a term that we got in the MCU stuff you know mm-hmm. but like you said it was still it was still cool to see it was like okay yeah that that's the thing and that's you know this is this is that not to go into what that what those are but I feel like the the, the term canon event can kind of give you a sense of what it is already. Sure. So I don't know. I should not necessarily have to say, unless you're just like very new to comic books, you know? Right. I, I, you know, what's funny about that is I appreciate that. I think because it's animated, it can, it can integrate concepts like that more readily than live action mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, segues into a conversation that I know I had and I've had before we've had it on this show. I've had it in my friend group that goes to see these Marvel and kind of genre type movies together, which is whether or not, you know, like we know it's not exactly fair to compare what they can do in the animated movies versus what they've been doing in like the MCU, for example, 
And, you know, obviously at the end of the day, if the story sucks, it doesn't matter if the animation's wonderful, right? So obviously points to the Spider-Verse team for being able to put together a coherent and comprehensive, uh, you know, story that we can follow and, and, and enjoy. But I still think that they have given given some of the constraints that they have and given some of the freedoms that they have they're able to strike a good balance whereas in live action the constraints on what they can do because it's live action you know really hinder some of the freedom that they have by you know being able to tap into say the rest of the marvel universe and being able to keep that uh interconnectedness together so the bal- you know the the you know the the strengths don't exactly uh outweigh the weaknesses in that regard you know that being a you know if if the if the live action MCU movies strong point is that they can be interconnected with all of the other properties their weakness is that they're hindered by the fact that it's live action right if a weakness for the Spider-Verse movies is that they are hindered somewhat. I don't think they really are because the the spider corner of the Marvel universe is so wide and so vast, right? That they have a ton of stories that they can tell without ever having to touch on anything that's related to any kind of MCU related properties, right? But if you consider that still a, a kind of mild weakness, their strength uh you know kind of more than counterbalances that. The strength of being able to do this in animation. The strength of being able to do this to take, you know, literally all these years and all the GPU power, you know, to put together, to literally put together the, 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 this, this movie and these two movies, you know, the next one coming up. I think, right. I think that's, I think that's, you know, that's one way to really look at it. And I still don't think it's a fair, you know, like, it's just not fair to say, oh, you know, we can have, you know, it's just hard to compare the, the, the live action versus the animated in this regard. Right. But you just brought up uh, the uh, about the strengths and the weakness of it. But also the weakness of it is the strength because, yes, while the spider side of the, uh, the Marvel Universe is deeper than its own right, Sony has been mining the, the ass end of it, <laughs> let's say. And that right in itself is a weakness. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm looking at it strictly from I'm looking at it strictly from the animated side. But yes, if you wanted to take, you know, if you wanted to take the, the a much, uh, uh, you know, like a, a fifty thousand foot view or thirty thousand foot view, I don't think they go as high as high as fifty thousand, right? As a thirty thousand foot high view, you're right. The weakness is that they are mining the 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 dregs of the Spider-Man corner of the Marvel universe for movies. You know, I get that, you know, they can't put live action Spidey everywhere. Right. And I mean, and I guess as you, you've kind of, kind of touched on this, like, yeah, some of the, some of the weaknesses of not being properly into the MCU are kind of glaring, but only glaring to us. Right. Uh, because of being, you know, long, long time comic book fans. So it's like, well, okay, right. you can't do this because you don't have this, this, and another because that's not even in the MCU or even, you know, has it's not even been introduced in any kind of way, shape, or form or introduced so drastically different. Right. That, it's, that is it's irrelevant. It can't, it can't happen the way that it was going to, going to anyway. Right. They have to find another way to do it. So, yeah, it's, 
you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's an ongoing discussion because everyone's like, yeah, it would be nice if they could do this, but it's just, you know, it, it's just so tough to see them do so well with right. miles and this corner of the Spider-Man universe. And, you know, they try to bring Spidey into the MCU, but because they don't, you know, because they're bringing him in kind of belatedly and they're bringing him in, you know, at this kind of weird juncture in time, it's, it, it just makes things, you know, it, it, it throws off a lot of what we know. And that's the hard part. Right. So you, so I just haven't brought up something uh, in pre-show the, uh, and then I don't know we, how much further we want to, want to, want to. Uh, talk about this movie because we could definitely get into the weeds with it but um uh, talk about something that's been rumored we're not going to get into the rumors of, of without there about the live action stuff but it also just made me you just made me think about it um there are some rumors out about out there and there is also something that might be in the works that we'll talk about in the news section but i was just thinking what if what if in the live ver- uh, live action version side, we get another side of the the um, the, the Spider Verse that unfortunately came out of an event that w- that kind of sucks, but nevertheless we got a we got a really good character out of, uh, as opposed to uh, what could be what potentially could end up happening on that uh, with the with the the Spiders Men the Spider Men that are already. Uh, around whether in animated or live action into a live action form that would be kind of cool to see but i don't know what we don't know anything about anything but i would kind of like to see that in addition to or i don't want to say as, as opposed to because that that would be totally wrong but in addition to um what we are potential what we could potentially be getting on that side let's just say so that being said uh, and I know uh, you asked this question before the show, Agent Seventy. So I will ask it uh, again. Um, and our, having already known your answer, think you might go on to see this again? I don't think so, just because of time constraints. But I think that I want to get this as soon as I possibly can when it comes out on Blu-ray and digital, so that I can have my own copy at home to sit with. Because this is something I want to sit with. I want to sit and watch it and 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 kind of look at all the Easter eggs and, and kind of take it all in. Um you know, I can't you know, I haven't gotten to it yet, but I, I, I do need you know, I think I think it's just available on digital. It's like John Wick four, right? Because to me, John Wick four was great in person and you lose something when you watch that staircasing that's not you know like the, you you know you, you there's something that you you experience in the theater right mm-hmm. so in spider-verse you experience that whole that that togetherness that excitement in the theater what you lose out on is the the ability to stop and pause and pick things <laughs> apart because we're nerds right because we're because this is our this is our shit right <laughs> <laughs> right that's my jam that's my shit so i'm gonna right. pick that army like hey i see who that character is in that corner holy cow you know mm-hmm. like oh that was who i thought it was great exactly 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 so you know 
so so I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, you know, I'm I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I'm glad I enjoy I had the experience in the theater, but I think I'm going to get just as much if not more enjoyment watching it at home and picking it apart and looking at the Easter eggs that I missed. Agreed. Um I also I almost did this but I did not wait. Oh, huh. well that's interesting. Uh that can't be right. Look at well. Anyway, um, I almost um, not that I actually needed to, but I almost actually sat and watched the first one before I went in to to watch this. I was like, I I I've seen that movie, the first movie, enough times. I was like, I don't necessarily have to, but the movie was so good, I probably would would have still done it anyway. But I just didn't. But probably when this does come out physically, and I will get it, like it, like you said in the, uh, um. And also, uh, you're right. I, I'm also seeing it for sale digitally. I mean, or or for pre-sale digitally, I should say. Oh, the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, not surprised. Yeah, because you know they usually have a thing up, but I'm not seeing the 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 physical pre-order, which I thought would have been up by now. And I'm also kind of curious whether it's going to be on a four-month cycle, because uh, I figured as we will get into later on, like this movie did some numbers already. This 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 uh, right. this, this week Wait. out. Doesn't it seem like John Wick just came out and it's already out on digital? That's what I'm saying. See, they've been doing that lately, though, because it's been. Uh, but they've been pushing more movies like like three, four month cycle, you know, and sometimes even earlier, depending on. Yeah, movies. I was about to say, but hasn't it been three months mm, or less? Yeah, it's, but yeah, but if it's three months and just getting on digital, that's about right because that means it'll be a couple more weeks. Like, yeah, it's still a little bit early, but it's like that's that's about right for now. Because, like I said, it wasn't, as you know, it wasn't always like that. Because usually they'd be pushing it six months. Right. Year. Exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, but I know how, how well the movie did. So I just feel like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, considering that I, I'm literally in the same group of people that I watched John Wick with, right? I'm like, hey, did you know John Wick's already out on, John Wick 4 is already out on digital? You know, I'm just waiting for the DVD to come out so I can get that plus the, 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 the digital copy. Right, because I feel like there was another movie that did that went through that thing. It was like, yeah, it just came out, and then like what seemingly was like a couple of months later, it was out on video. Um, I wonder maybe that did Dozen Dragon movies also in that same boat because I feel like that also is a movie that just pretty much came out and it is already um yeah, it's already on digital. Mm-hmm. So it's about to be on on physical in a second. Um. So yeah, they've been doing like I said, they've I've noticed that in the last couple of years they have been doing that, uh, just kind of pushing the cycles up. Even like almost doesn't matter how the movie did, but obviously if certain movies didn't do all that well, they'll push them out a little earlier than than not, you know. But the, yeah, I've still seen a lot of four month cycles, maybe some around three to four month cycles of turnaround with that stuff, you know. I would like to believe it's because they know that you know what, as good as the movie going experience is, people do love their seeing stuff at the comfort of it. Like for some of the same reasons that you said, you know, seeing it in our home, having it, dissecting it, whatever, 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 just having it, you know. So kind of getting it out there sooner rather than later, what is probably beneficial to them than to keep it in the, the movie theaters, which. You and I have been of a certain finish. Remember when movies were in theater a hell of a lot longer than they are now, no matter how good they were or how well they did. Right. Right. And it's just, you know, I guess, I guess it's just the change in the times because, 
you know, I, maybe that's maybe their maybe their algorithm is telling them that there are more people who are thinking like us, where we're waiting to get it at home so we can sit and watch it and pick it apart, as opposed to going to the theater again. Um, listen, were I twenty years younger, you know, or even you know thirty years younger at this point, this would be a movie. If I had the money, I would grab different friends to say, let's go. Right. You know, it's weird because I was definitely a little older than that when Avengers came out. I grabbed different groups of friends to go see Avengers. I grabbed different groups of friends to see. uh, No, definitely the first Avengers. I definitely grabbed different groups of friends to see. I I don't know if I went to see the other movies with different people. Gotcha. Yeah, I think for me, the only thing that came close was the Black Panther movies, and I think me and my wife went. I I think I went one time. I went a couple times with the last one, (laughs) and went one time with my wife, and then went like a a time with myself. Uh, The the first time myself, then with with my wife. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I think there might have been another movie that I either was either and or with her and somebody else. Gotcha, gotcha. What that is. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so before we move on, um, because yeah, I think we we have we're not necessarily done talking about it because we're I'm sure there'll be some stuff. Yeah, we're trying to avoid spoilers, folks. Like you know, we this is first, uh, you know, this is first weekend in the theater. So you know, even though we're recording live, and you know, we know some people do catch us on video, like either as we're recording or soon after we record, the people who catch the podcast will still be catching this within the first week of this movie's release. So we're trying to play very carefully with the spoiler stuff, you know? So, so this is not the end of the the Spider-Verse talk. May one of us may or may not even see it again, uh, in the next couple weeks. Who knows? Um, actually, I think I might have watched Spider Verse a couple times now that I think about it. And I think both times probably by myself. Um, the first one. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to books for a second. But, uh, Benji got a couple of questions in the chat that I wanted to, uh, actually bring up. Sure. Uh, that, so one of them, uh, the first one is, What's the go-to movie stacks at the at the theater for y'all? When I was actually eating food in the theater, popcorn and us uh, and an icy, hmm. and maybe some raisinets, but you know, but definitely a big ass thing of popcorn and and an and a icy. It for me, it depends. The later it gets, the more likely I've already had dinner, mm. and that seems to be my current. Uh, my my current video uh my current my current movie schedule seems to be seven to eight or eight PM start times. So I generally have dinner beforehand. I don't make you know, I, I try not to be too hungry in the theater, but my general go to snack is popcorn. After that though, I differ. I'm not icy, but I definitely go after either gummy worms, gummy bears, or Swedish fish. Mm, nice. Nice. And there's the other part of that where in uh, certain cases where there happened to be a movie that was long as fuck, <laughs> as, as we have come across probably one time, maybe was it Justice League or one of those movies? I can't remember. They ended up being real long and everyone talked about, now you can go to the bathroom. I'm like, no, not doing that. <laughs> but people have had to do that. Oh, I was about to say, I, uh, what was it? Um... Oh man, no, there was something 
Well, one was John Wick Four, right? That was like on the long side. I know, yeah. I know, I, I I definitely have been doing my best to try to go to the bathroom before the movie starts. Right. So that's just been. I, I just got into that habit. I don't know what 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 where it came from. I've just been lucky, I guess, at this point because I'm watching it more often than not after work. So because of that, you know, because we're going opening evening, you know, preview night. You know, if I was going on an afternoon, you know, like coming out of wherever, driving to a theater or whatever, it's it's a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think I know when we went to go see uh. What kind of forever my wife went, but I told, but I, but she was kind of like, could I, can I go or whatever? But I kind of was like, yeah, I had already seen this, so you go right here, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so if it wasn't for that, I was like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you know, take your chances on that one. Sure. Uh, but yeah, but movie stacks, popcorn. I love, 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 love me some popcorn. I, I have a popcorn machine in my thing now that I probably should be getting more use out of. Oh no. Uh, uh, well, actually, I, I definitely need to because some of that stuff is starting to go bad. Um, but yeah, popcorn, slushy, that was it. Uh, second um, second question was, and this is an interesting one, what superhero do you guys want to see less of on the big screen, and what hero slash bad guy do you want to see them finally put on the big screen? It's kind of a tall order for that last one, but... Batman. Less of Batman. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah. I, I yeah. Less of and Batman. The whole thing was like, yeah, stop seeing, stop with his origin story. Good God, we know. Less <laughs> of Batman. I would honestly want to see Nightwing. Mm, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like an actual Nightwing, not the Nightwing we got in Titans. Right, right, right. How about you? So, so part of that question actually kind of goes back to what I was alluding to uh, a few minutes ago. Um, I would love for them to bring in Silk mm-hmm. properly with uh, in the MCU. Right, I like, knew that's yeah. who you're hinting at, and you know, and the event. You know, it's so hard to figure out how they're going to do that, and you know, uh, unless they really just make it uh, retcon the way it was without introducing the whole concept of original sin. Right, right. It's just a retcon that the spider also bit. You know, so and so, right? And it just so happens to come out in some different way, you know. Right. <laughs> um, bad guy. I feel like the one people want to see is Doom, and I feel like if and or when they get Fantastic Four off the ground, we will probably see that sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, X Men still kind of up in the air, but at the same time, we kind of already had them, so I can't think of too many people that we haven't seen that would and also would probably be viable also i mean not saying that it has to be but right 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 it's uh, interesting because as you said we've seen a lot of these characters that were licensed out introduced in in let's say less than ideal portrayals uh shout out to you rhino and juggernaut Yes. You know, like less than ideal, you know, who knew that the vulture that we got was actually pretty good, even though it looked kind of wonky when we first saw like preview pictures of it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, we got a decent doc, Ock, a little melodramatic for my taste, but 
you know. Um, yeah. You know? Um I'm curious if they would actually do superior. I mean, granted, we we got we got one two we got Spider Man enough as it is, and you know, I I can't say that I would care. To, I would watch it, but I can't say that I would care to want to see Superior. Mm-hmm. But that would be an interesting one to do, depending on who they who they got to do it. Right. Um, Benji says. Speaking of, um, mine is the Green Goblin. Less, which yeah, I guess they have done Green Goblin a couple of times. Uh, and to be fair, in a couple of those times were the same one. So I mean, you know, uh, and would love to see Gambit, which I do remember. There's been a couple of people trying to get a Gambit movie off. Channing the Tatum. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Which no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So that whole X. Listen, I as as a as a big X Men fan, like I, you know, I'm as big an X Men fan, if not bigger than Atten Dog ninety eight. I just because I've been doing it longer, but uh, yeah, I'm pulling the seniority card on on <laughs> Tim right there, right? You know, see, you know, like I, 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 I cringe at the thought of some of the Fox X Men movies and some of the characters and concepts that they introduced because I feel like. They don't count, even though in the multiverse of madness, that is the Marvel licensing and Marvel Cinematic Universe now because they own everything except for, well, no, they've even incorporated the Spidey stuff, right? right? So they have they have everything under their umbrella in a sense, right? Most everything is yeah. what's that? Most of the pertinent stuff, yeah, right. But that's part of them. But my point is that it's part of their multiverse. Mm-hmm. Right, because if they've incorporated the Spidey stuff, they more than likely will be able to incorporate the X stuff. You know, like if they ever come to Days of Future Past, you know, like say one say one of those is actually a past they don't want to, you know, have occur again. Right? Or House of M. I mean, I, I would I would be curious to see how that, that shook out. Right. Even though I feel like the the Wanda part of this there was like, oh, they've done too much too fast with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but my point being that um, you know, the, the my answer would be my answer for characters that I want to see done would be a character I want to see redone, like Magneto or the Juggernaut. I know Magneto's been done twice, but I still feel like they can do Magneto just like not over the top, but just like really like grandiose, more much more grandiose than he has been. Right, right because the first time, right, because the first time he was old, the second time he's smarmy, you know. Hey, I I love Fastbender's I mean, yeah. good, but I was going to say Ian McKellar's, while kind of understated, was still kind of still kind of great in his own right. But you're right; it, it does need to be a little bit more grandiose. Yeah, we need we need the animated version, but real life. Right, right, right. He needs to be, you know, the, the, there's kind of like a, 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 there's something missing from both Fassbender and McKellen's portrayal that's actually the Magneto that we know. Right. And like, they can do the 80s Magneto from, from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's just so, the, 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 there's that element that I feel that's missing. And I feel that Magneto is the character I really want to see done right. Um, you know, because it's so complex mm-hmm. and, um, and I guess rogue done right also. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. sure you sure, know, sure. just because they, you know, they they dropped the ball with that. They really did. Yeah, well, they they dropped the ball with a whole lot of stuff. Sure. I mean, you can go up to first class also and say, you know, they could have redone some of that because some of that shit should not have happened. Right. I'm right. looking at you the way they killed off Darwin. That was so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. They had Darwin uh, in that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. You know why I don't remember? Because I blocked a lot of this stuff out. I don't blame you. First class was actually pretty good up until that and you know, around that stuff. It was like, that was so stupid, though. Like they had, it was it was promising to where, to where, two and three X Men two and three were like, okay, y'all are y'all are losing it. But mm-hmm. I, I understand y'all trying to get to the, the finer points of the X Men stuff. But come on, just let it, you know, they're doing too much too fast, and they did. But first class yeah. was their was almost their way of kind of trying to bring that back in the form, but they kind of did some they, they throw some missteps. Right, you know what scares me real quick before we move on. Mm-hmm some of the storylines that they've been producing in the comic books are obviously now ripe for adaptation into movie telling into movie storytelling. Hoxpox. Hoxpox is out there. Uh, beast going dark beast without mm-hmm. actually being dark beast is out there. Now that's kind of scary. I'm not a big fan of that storyline. And if they start putting that into the movies, I'll be very disappointed, but it's out mm-hmm. there because it's very, it's, it's been written. Not, not at length, but it's definitely out there where, you know, there, there are multiple stories and multiple ways of kind of playing with that. Like having a, a member of the X-Men go bad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you know what? Maybe I'm just a purist. Can we get a five foot three to five foot five Wolverine, please? <laughs> I somehow saw that one coming. <laughs> you know, that's always at the back of my mind. Listen, I know the ladies love Hugh Jackman. I know they do. They can't even bring themselves to admit that shit when I confront them with it. Right? I'm like, apparently, but you know, hey. Right. No, listen, that's, listen, whatever, man. Whatever makes you happy, it is Pride Month, right? So, but my point being, that dude's too tall. Shots fired. Am I too much of a purist? I know, but come on, man. I expect him for, for, for putting some heart into, I mean, not some heart, but actually playing the character with some, with, you know, trying to play the character with some heart. But yeah, you know, you want Shorty, you, you want you want somebody to be able to just pick his ass up and toss him fastball special style, yeah. you know, and, and it not look crazy. Right. Do you mean <laughs> to tell me you can't train, you know, you, you can't find one kind of shorter than average actor and train him to put on a bunch of muscle. Seriously? Or not even that. I'm pretty sure there is somebody, there's some um, high challenged person with muscles out there. I can guarantee you that. They, they might have to train to right. act. Right. They don't have to be that short. Five, three to five, five. Right. So... Five five is not that is not that short in in real life, you know. Right. I feel like I feel like there is someone out there that they just need to you know just find and groom that person. Um, that was actually something else I was going to bring about of X Men Corner, but we need to move on. So anyway, but yeah, we're having now. Yeah, like we went down a rabbit hole because of listen, the. I mean, just, there's some, yeah, there's some just MC, Marvel stuff that I would just love to see on the big screen, but I know we will probably never get it the way they got things set up. 
Listen, Rom Space Knight. I mean, that could that could happen. <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I would have. I, I I'd literally like be floating on air if Rom Space Knight was in the MCU. I mean, and technically, they, they kind of halfway set that up with with Ant Man, but they just need to go the extra length with that, you know, and, and you know, A to B to X, right? So, but yeah, it was like that could be a whole show of us talking just, just theory casting stuff they could do. I feel like we probably did that on certain shows. Um, yeah, this is the like, kind. Of, I was about to say this is the episode we can kind of rant like this because we only have a few books this week. Yeah, true, and some of those we can kind of, I, I'm, I, at least on, on my part, kind of go through, kind mm-hmm. of go through rather, rather quickly. But speaking of, we are actually going to get into uh, the books at this point. So the, yeah, so, so can... finally, go out and watch Across the Spider Verse. Yes, definitely. Go out and watch it. We recommend it very highly. Um, does it help to watch the first one? Of course. Why yeah. haven't you watched the first one? If you're if you're if you're listening and or watching this show. Why haven't you watched Into the Spider-Verse? So if you have not, go watch that first and then go watch Across the Spider-Verse. But you also bring up a pretty good point that I forgot to mention earlier, which uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, and then, yeah, we definitely go on. They actually do a fairly good time, uh, uh, a fairly decent uh, setup for the first movie to kind of bring. A recap. Up. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah they so do they a pretty good do recap. They do a pretty good recap. Uh, like yeah, you miss some some of the finer points. It's, it's kind of like Nebula said in Guardians. It's like yeah, you miss some of the finer points, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got to the the, the stuff you comes like all right, this is the stuff you want to you really want to care about. Like this, that's that's that the go. <laughs> right. So if you haven't seen the first one, yeah, you don't have to. But like in December, said, yeah, you yeah, it, it's a great movie if you have not seen it. And I, that's crazy that you haven't. If you haven't, what are you doing? Right, um, judging right. you. You person, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was about to say, you know, those sequences that they do is like, let's go through this again. My name what? is blankety blank, right? Those would be so hard to do in live action because they're, they're I, quick shot I mean, recaps, you know, something that a Deadpool movie would do. Mm. Uh, speaking of heroes that I would care less to see to see less of on the screen, but um, <laughs> Deadpool, yes. <laughs> But um, uh, but yeah, they could do it, and that would be a Deadpool. They, that's the way they would do it. They would probably do it in a, in a Deadpool like fashion. So, and yeah, you're right. It would probably be yeah. It, would, it probably wouldn't hit the same if they did do that uh, live action. All right, folks, books. We're going to start off with. Actually, let me pull up the covers real quick. We are going to start off with. Since we're on a spider train here, and and we got we gotta just go ahead and rip the bandage off of this I, as much as I hate to do it, we're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-six. Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-six is written by Zeb Wells with pencils by John Romita Jr., inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Marcio Meniz and Eric Arseniega, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VCs Joe Caramagna. So we're here, folks. It is the issue in which Zeb Wells said originally, people are going to hate me after this. Guess what? We hated you before this. We just continue to hate you, maybe even more so now. Right. <laughs> which, uh, as we said, I think probably last week or week before, it was like, yeah, as the news has already been out about what happens in this issue, it's already been out. Well before this, because con season is open, and you know they want to try to smooth it out or whatever it is, it didn't help 
I'm not saying I'm, uh, I would. I am not one of those stupid ass people who was like, I'm sending death threats to this person because whoa, because why, why, why? But I'm just going to go ahead and say right off the bat, and I know Agent Seventy. I'm probably slightly stepping on what Agent Seventy is probably going to say with this. Um, in fact, no. Agent Seventy, go ahead and give your points, and I will say it after that because you said something before the show that kind of partially sums up what um, what I was thinking. Well, ultimately, right? Ultimately, and this is a you know I'm going to ring the spoiler bell. You know, spoilers on what we think is happening here. In three, two, one. So, in terms of why. Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, is brought into this book and why the events of this book are meant to happen. It's really more MCUification, right? And they were able to convince the creative team and, because I don't think this is this came from the creative team. I think this came from editorial. I absolutely think this came from editorial from people above, maybe even from Kevin Feige, right? Yeah. Because they brought Kamala Khan to a point where she's not being featured in a monthly book of her own. She's being featured in a monthly book uh, in, 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 uh, headlined by Spider-Man, right? So there are going to always be people reading Amazing Spider-Man. Interestingly... What they do to her here may or may not be, and we're going to lean towards maybe, the impetus for changing her power set to make it better reflect what it is currently uh, portrayed to be in the MCU. And we've talked about this in the news section where Marvel editorial has gotten some of the creators, one namely one of the co-creators of the character, G. Willow Wilson, uh, on board, um, and some of the other creators that have basically uh, written and shepherded the character forward in the Marvel Universe, namely Saladin Ahmed and Mark Wade, gotten them all on board to help write the character quote-unquote off but more than likely set up the character's return and how that return is going to change the character to more reflect or better reflect the character's reality in the MCU in, you know, I guess leading up to or surrounding the events of the Marvel's movie due out this November. You know, we don't know for a fact that you know, they teased in the show that she is the most Marvel show that she might be a mutant, right? That might be so, right? Mm-hmm. We are also speculating that they may bring her power set more in line with Carol Danvers because of what they're showing in the Marvel's movie. You know, whether or not there's a connection. We don't know if there's a nega band connection because that's generally uh, how we see that whole Captain Marvel, you know, like clanging the nega bands together and they switch places. But right now it seems like their powers are the things that cause them to switch places. Right? They're connected yeah. somehow it- through their powers with right. uh, with with Monica Rambeau as well. Yeah, and we have someone potentially that actually has the nega bands if 
that whole Guardians thing pans out to be who that who we think it is. Right. Exactly. We don't know that yet. So, but bottom right. line, but bottom line being that we don't know what her power set and her her the nature of her powers is really supposed to be in the MCU. And until we find that out, we may not see Kamala Khan here in the pages of Marvel Comics. Which I'm going to say is continuously stupid anyway. So what, given that is the, given that potentially could be the case, they did this with Black Panther also. They didn't kill him off, but they, uh, but they kind of like, there was a whole thing. It was like, well, they're into the Black Panther book well before uh, the, the movie came out, or one of the movies came out. And I was like, well, that seems kind of crazy because if their whole thing was as in the past, it was like, well, we want people to have the synergy with or think of the synergy between the movies and the books. And that's why you've seen so much MCU vacation of the books, which, which is another thing I hate about this also, by the way, if they do go that route with this. Um, so that that's that's been the thing we've we've kind of roused about uh, for a good minute. So don't necessarily need to go about it. They're kind of taking the same steps. It's like, well, she's not in an ongoing book, but she is she is currently in a book or was currently in a book up until this. Uh, and if they do end up going as Agent Seventy said and and has probably postulated, um, yeah, that's still going to be stupid to have to do that, but. Mm-hmm. If it's going to bring her back, fine, but it's still stupid. From a point of view of a of a of a of a of a comic book fan who feels like they don't need to do that, right? Uh, but they're going to, but they have and have you know been doing that and are going to continue to do that, right? Regardless of what right. that's the case. And the annoying part to me is that just because Inhumans flop doesn't mean they have to throw away the concept. Yes. Right. It's a concept. Just tell us what it is. It's inhuman. It was terrogenesis, blah, blah, blah. Fine. But no, they couldn't do that. They felt like they, they wanted to just cut ties with everything inhuman. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just not what's the point. Right. Mm-hmm. Part of the diversity, part of the variance. I mean, but not variance is a bad word. Part of the uh, uh, diverse nature of powers and how they're distributed in the Marvel Universe is the, the beauty of it. It's the beauty of it. Right. Right. There are power. There are people who are mutants. There are people who are technologically powered. There are people who get super soldier serum. Right. Some people are powered by magic. Some people are freaking Norse gods. Right. Right? Why can't there be a few characters who gain their powers via terogenesis? Right. Right? Why throw away the concept? Sorry. No, that's it. That's that's my point. Right, right. If there was a fault in the MCU is that they tied most people's powers to the Infinity Stones. Right. As opposed to how they quote-unquote naturally got them in the comics or whatnot. Like, that's... Like, yeah, you could do things with that, but that's still hinging everything on this one one big thing when the whole history of Marvel has a whole lot of things you could have just introduce just, just one off introduce some stuff like I don't know we found this or you know or or whatever the case may be or people are you know hey people are <laughs> mutating from birth or something like that I don't know like you could just easily bring that stuff in MCU and be like all right no that's this is what it is whether you show them or not like you don't have to just hinge everything on this one big thing that are not even a factor 
right. anymore. Right. But bottom line with Ms. Marvel is that we don't know what's going to happen to her character in the MCU. And because of that, and that's the, the sucky part, because of that, we don't know how they're going to resolve her story in the comics just yet. And mm-hmm. I don't like that it's one really heavily in- influencing the other. You know, it's usually the comics influencing the movies. This way, it's the other way around. And that's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with that. I just straight up don't like it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the point. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So that being said, getting back to Amazing Spider-Man. Um, what do you so think? We, oh, I was about to say, uh, I'll hold my thought. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask what you're going to ask. I was about to say, what do you think of what they're doing with Mary Jane? I'm still slightly confused about that because I suspect that's not going to stick around the way they have it too much longer. I think this is, in fact, I I, sus- I wholly suspect that because of this and after this is all over with, that this or that whole thing is just not going to be a factor. If it doesn't, I'll be shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure what to think because it's like it was weird that the fact that it happened in the first place. It was also weird because. Despite the source, well, despite what we now to be the source, know the source of her powers, I thought the original version of who she could potentially end up being was her, but it wasn't. It was just another different red. <laughs> so that part already was kind of confusing and, and kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So right, but they but resolved I, they resolved one of the mysteries, right? In this, and they got rid of that mystery while you know letting us know. That the other character that well, basically the character that she's found herself with, you know, may not be the the best person, right? Maybe hiding something. So, right. you know, I'm <sighs> so frustrating. Right. Yeah. And even with that, you, that really whole relational thing, I don't know because it's kind of one of those things. Just like clearly, people are going to say, "Well, you just can't keep them apart." You know, granted, they've been on and off for like decades uh, mm-hmm. at this point. So um, relationships change and things change. You know, the only relationship in, in the Marvel Universe that has pretty much stayed the same or has stayed together is Reed and Sue. Like those are the only ones who have pretty much been stable for the majority of their history. Right. Um, that being said, I don't know. I I I. Like the whole Peter and Felicia thing is, is is interesting, but that that never stayed for that very long, and I suspect this is still going to continue to be that long. Like something's probably going to happen, and that par- that other character is going to go away by probably some heinous means, right? You know, right? Like he's probably going to end up being the bad guy because of what we find out in this issue. Yeah, I, I hope. That's... Yeah, I was about to say you're probably right. You're probably right, and it's I'm com- I'm uncomfortable with him also knowing Peter Spider Man at this point, right? I'm like so, we're a little we're a little too MCUing the whole taking off our mask thing to do <laughs> uh, in public. Not in pu- they're not in public. That's the thing. They're not in public, right? They're in an alley, but there's a bunch of people there. And yes, we right. know Norman knows. Yes, we know MJ knows. And yes, we know the entirety of the Fantastic Four knows. But there's right. one dude there that shouldn't know. Well, there's two people there that probably should well i wouldn't say shouldn't but there's one person that found out that won't be telling anybody anytime soon right when whether they know when they eventually come back is is going to be a, a, another curiosity as well right 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 
But yeah, I agree with you with that. I was like, yeah, there's one too many people in that 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 know who that who 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 they are, who who, who Peter is at this point. And I'm like, especially that dude. Yes, you know, you know, like they've done the whole. It's like, yeah, I, I know who you are, Peter Parker. Like, yeah, we did that with Venom. We did that with uh, Green Goblin a couple of times. You know, and he's around, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. There's a there is a couple of steps that to say like I. As eight to seventy said before the show, like there was some fairly decent storytelling in this issue, but there was still a whole lot of stupidity surrounding it. Right. Um, that kind of doesn't make any sense. That again, I say was is stupid. And one part of that being stupid is like, okay, we know this character has been this way since relatively shortly after their inception. And then only to say, oh, yeah, well, this happened again. It's, it's like what we talked about with Fast and Furious and a character saying, I know things now. And all of a sudden, you know, or or just characters just like, well, this character didn't know any of this before, prior to this, but all of a sudden they know this or, or they can do this or do that. And then we find this character who hasn't been able to do this thing for years at this point, all of a sudden... Uh, can just do this now, and again, that's where the, that was the whole where part of it kind of got predictable and stupid for me. You, mm-hmm. this is like you're going to do that thing, aren't you? When you know good and well, this character has not been able to do that since this <laughs> since the character came about. Uh, and just just kind of throw it off it was, it was like, oh, I haven't been able to do that in years, or whatever the line was in this. I'm like, really. Yeah. So stupid. Um, but only to serve in the storytelling, which again, some of it was good. And that was the part of the storytelling that was just was terrible. You know, because I feel like there there could have been probably, I'm not even going to say a half a dozen, but probably like three or four different other ways they could have done it without having to do that. And again, bringing a character in to kill them off is stupid. Now, granted, they're probably going to say that, that that was not the thing. It just so happened to be the case. I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. It didn't really do anything with the character uh, significant. Oh, outside of supposedly this. And that's what made this issue still, even being braced at what we knew was going to happen, is still is a letdown uh, for this. And I was so dreading reading this issue. Uh, like, so this was, the, as I told you to say, this was the last book I read because it was like, all right, I'm going to have to read this. Even. <laughs> Uh, so let me just go ahead and get it out of the way since I've read everything else. Uh, but now we're here and now we're going to move on from it and we're going to get that other one shot issue with the, the, the memorial and they're going to apparently move on to something else uh, in the next issue. Uh, yep. If that last image is, is to be concerned, but I'm sure they'll bring up something about this. And that'll be the other part because that'll be stupid because it was like, yeah, it'll be probably one some one off thing. We know Peter's going to Peter. So it, it'll probably be a panel or two of that, but then it's just going to go off, go off and like do 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 do. And that part's going to be a bummer to me, also. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. If you're one of those stupid ass people that was like, "Oh, this is stupid," I'm sending a death threat. Don't, don't be that. Don't. It's be that. not worth it. It's not no. you know because we know what the point is. That's the thing. Right. Now, even if they, even if, um, one, this shouldn't have happened. I, I don't think it should have happened like that because it makes no sense. But 
even if they don't bring the character back, which will be another travesty, and I would really be upset if they don't, because I don't think they're going to Ben Foster this, uh, Bill Foster this, because <laughs> that would be real crazy, uh, and especially with the the you know with the the people that were on board with the memorial that's coming up to, to, to be on board with that, um, I, I would find less likely to believe. But even if they do go to, so far as to do this in in introducing her to the MCU and then just don't bring her back. Um, I will be very, very upset. <laughs> I'll be very, very, very upset. Um, but again, like I said, I, I'm, I, I'm feeling relatively confident that that's not going to go that route. But I am also at the point of not putting it past Marvel to do something so stupid. And I shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But it is. Um, that being said, with my Amazing Spider-Man 26, it was kind of a bummer of an issue partially because of, you know, the, what happened, but everything surrounding it. It was a bummer. Now, if they had let, also, with that, no, no, let Seventy say his piece. Um, if they had just kind of let it happen naturally, yeah, there was going to be some people up in arms, uh, you know, but at the very least, you know, back in the day before the internet, we didn't, again, we didn't have the internet. So when books came out and they had the shocker, uh, the shocker thing when something happened, it was a shocker. And you only had one word of mouth and like, whoa, it had more resonance. Now we're in a cycle to where it was like, well, for whatever reason we're doing it, we're spoiling the thing that's happening in this issue and hoping you're still going to read, which, you know, we do, but, but we also get review copies. Like if, uh, right. if, if it was, if I was still collecting this book, I mean, maybe, maybe not. And if this was pre-internet, uh, probably. But you know, because of the way things are, it's like okay, if you had let this go, the the way it doesn't let this be a, a secret, would have been mad. Fuck yes. Would it have still been a shocker? Yes, it'd been more of a shocker had that happened. But we would have probably still come to the same conclusion as we have already mentioned. Pre, uh, earlier in the show, or you know, the last few minutes of the show. So that's all. That's pretty much all I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say about that for right now. It's it's an issue. So where we okay. go from here, I don't know. But they all built up to this. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So before we move on, I have a question for you. In the okay, news sure. section. In the news section. Do you have any Fast and Furious news in the news section? No. I'm gonna put no. one. In, I'm gonna put one in, and and and, and you'll laugh. Okay, sure. All right, so we're moving on to Doctor Strange number three, though, right? We are. All right, so uh, Doctor Strange. I'll, I'll I'll start the credits, and then while I put the story in our uh, uh, show notes, Roddy Cat will give his take on Doctor Strange number three. Doctor Strange number three is written by Jed McKay with art by Pasquale Ferry, colors by Heather Moore. Uh, there is a second story in the book. It's a backup. It's a short backup story. It's written by Amy Chu. With art by Tokito Koro, uh, colors by Protobunkers Fair Sifuentes Suto, and letters throughout are by VCs Corey Petit. Go ahead. So, all right, positive books. <laughs> I enjoyed this uh, issue of, of of Doctor Strange for a couple of different reasons. There was a slight MCU vacation. Well. It wasn't an MCU vacation. It was kind of a 
what felt to be a callback to an MCU thing with Doctor Strange in the in the first movie, uh, specifically. Won't go into that what it is, but you know. Uh, but this book has uh, is an interesting trip down memory lane between two characters, one being Doctor Strange, one being one of his uh, longtime uh, adversaries. If you're watching the video version, you can kind of get a sense of who I'm talking about. And again, and I, since I said the 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 first Doctor Strange movie, you can, you can also get a sense of who my head are you talking about. Right. It's uh, also on the cover, so it's not like a big spoiler. Right. Um, Benji says that cover looks awesome. It is. It's a pretty it's a pretty sweet cover. Um if you're watching the video version. If you're not watching the video version, you should. It's, it's you know, it's some stuff you're missing. Um uh, but that being said, I, I enjoyed this issue because it was like, hey, remember this, remember that, and then it's a whole lot of back and forth between uh Strange and and uh and this and his, his adversary. Um uh which was it was kind of amusing. And also, again, felt like it was kind of calling back to, or partially for me uh, in the beginning, harkening uh, back to the first movie in a sense. But, um, but yeah, it was it was it was interesting. I we are fans of Jet McKay around here, so it would take something real interesting to see, you know, or for, it would be, take something real interesting to see something bad from him at this point. He's he's garnered some goodwill with us. I think it's, it's safe to say with his with his writing and his characters uh, that he's uh, had a shot with. And he's got Avengers now, too, so he better be good. But um, <laughs> he's been he's been pretty decent so far. Um, but yeah, uh, this is you don't necessarily need to know anything about what's been previously going on uh, in the in this volume or anything else in this book, because I feel like there is enough footnotes and there's enough uh, in this uh, in this walk down memory lane to kind of get you get you in a in a state of mind. The only thing that kind of threw me off was the beginning panel or big beginning page or two, because I totally threw that out of my mind up until it came up near the end of the first story or the main story. I was right. Like, oh, right. That was a thing that this that was calling back to. Right. Even though it was said in, in the midst of the story. Right. It was an interesting uh, kind of walk down memory lane because it has editor's notes. I love the editor's notes because they are absolutely uh, uh, catnip, as it were, for people like us, people like us who are overwhelmed by the Easter eggs in across the Spider-Verse. Because when you see this page after page of, hey, this is in Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme number 50. You will open up your Marvel Unlimited app. They are not sponsors, but it is a tool that we right. use. And just go and see what on earth they're referencing. Hot and heavy with the with the footnotes. I I, I just like eight to seventy. I enjoyed all of all of that. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of one of the things because there's been up until probably recently. No, actually it's been it's probably been the past few years, because like the footnotes have been gone for a good while uh, and they've kind of been slowly kind of bringing the back here and there. This has probably got the most we've seen in a minute, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of like those, sometimes you, you would see it like, Hey, you remember when this thing happened? I'm like, wait, when did that happen? And you don't get the footnotes on where in back in the day when we were growing up, that was always the thing that happens, you know, that always happened. So I'm happy that they're bringing that back or it's seemingly bringing that back. And it was definitely good that they brought it back here because my Dr. Strange, uh, now it only goes so far, mm -hmm. and it's 
the more current than the, the, the classic stuff. So to see all those footnotes there and to see stuff that'll be like, yeah, okay, I, I remember this one thing. I don't remember the rest of the stuff that was around it that they footnoted. So some of that might actually end up, I might, like I just said, uh, might have me going to popping over and Marvel Unlimited to check out. Mm-hmm. I had one note before we move on to the next book because I only have two more books left and I know you'll probably rapid fire through all of your other books. Mm-hmm. Pasquale Ferry does the art on this book and I give him a lot of credit for probably using uh, computer uh, enhanced art to bring in very, very familiar locales in New York City. Although I have to call him on a few things. One, <laughs> right, as a New Yorker, we all know that Dr. Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum is on Bleecker Street in the village, in, the, in Greenwich Village in Manhattan, right? They portray, it looks like they probably teleport because it looks like they, they went through a, 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 you know, one of those uh, sparkly things, <laughs> as Peter Parker would say in the uh, Marvel Universe. So it looks like they cross over into Jersey City. So that's probably how they get there. What's that? They do different portals because you see one when uh, when another character comes in. Right. So, after- right. So I'm assuming they portal over to Jersey City because you can, you're looking across the Hudson River from Jersey City into Manhattan. You can see the Freedom Tower. I know that view. I'm like, that better have been them crossing over, right? Or they crossed over to uh, the Brooklyn side and they're looking over from Brooklyn Heights, right? But I have to give Pasquale Ferry a shout out because – um, you know, there are a couple of uh, nice uh, uh, shots where, yeah, they're at the George Washington Bridge, so they're uptown, Upper West Side, but they're in Madison Square Park, and I know the fountain where they're standing. You can see the Flatiron Building, right, which is, you know, the um, uh, the Daily Bugle in the Spider-Man Sony in the in the Tobey Maguire movies, right? You can see the Flatiron Building. It's right behind Dormammu, and I'm like, that's a nice shot. They're literally walking through Madison Square Park. So that's just me, folks. That's the uh, the resident New Yorker on the Comic Book Chronicles shouting out the art and, you know, for it being, you know, based in reality. Right. So real quick, uh, the, the backup story is actually, weirdly enough, seems to be another trip down memory lane with the two with Doctor Strange, the same character from the main story, which again I'm not gonna say, but also uh surrounding another character, Nico Minoru. Yeah, Sister uh, Grimm from the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Who if you're watching the video version, you just saw the, the variant cover with her on it. Um but yeah, so that so that is that and that was a interesting story. I don't know if that was intentionally tying into I, I mean obviously it was intentionally tying into the the main story in a different way because you know like, yeah it's the, the characters are there and just so have to be surrounded by uh surrounded by her. also every time i see her i want to read runaways and i know i should listen runaways that, is good runaways is one of those things that i'd like their i i like the the series i thought it was actually a really good adaptation I thought right. the series was a good adaptation. I don't think the MCU needs to bring them in. They may need to reboot uh, a, a, a miniseries surrounding Ooh. the Runaways, you know, like a live action miniseries, right? You know, but I like the you know the one that's on the the one that's on that was on uh, ABC Family or was it? Right, or now on Hulu. Yeah. yeah, now yeah, exactly. I mean, that's something they can definitely put. I think it's already on Disney Plus, right? So. 
Should be, yeah. Right. So I definitely think they should push that because, you know, I, I think it's relatively timeless. I don't think there's anything in there that would be like outdated at this point. So. And it's not, nece- they're not necessarily tied to the larger MC, uh, not MCU, what MCU or Marvel Universe at large. They're kind of in their own corner, but they have kind of wafted in and out at, at times uh, with with certain folks. Um, but yeah, so that being said, wow, now it got me thinking about a live action power pack. I don't want that, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> where somewhere Matt Wang is probably uh, yes! <laughs> because I even said that. Yes. Um, but that being said, we're going to uh move on to rapid fire. And yeah, I should I'll spin it up. This. I'll yeah. spin it up because I only have two books left and. Um, Roddy Cat has quite a few to rapid fire through, so let's give that a spin. I ain't got time to bleed. All right, my last two books. The first one is Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number 13. It's written by Tochi Onyebuchi, with art by R.B. Silva, colors by Jesus Bertov, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramagna. So the uh, inevitable march towards moving uh, Steve Rogers out of the picture and placing uh, Sam Wilson into uh, a a more prominent Captain America role continues. And that is really evident in this issue. You know, we're just waiting to see how this all plays out, whether or not they put Steve Rogers on the moon. You know, we'll see what happens. Next up, another character they have literally pushed out is the Punisher. Punisher number 12 finishes this run. This is the last issue in this kind of maxi-series, 12-issue series, by that's written by Jason Aaron, with art by Jesus Saiz and Paul Azacheta, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, and letters by VC's Corey Petit. Bottom line here is the Punisher is not dead. The Punisher is away. He's literally, and, you know, it's not going to hit the same because I'm going to reuse the same joke, but he's literally, he's literally, quite literally, at the crossroads with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And that's where we find him at the end of this issue. So, he's just not mass murdering on Earth right now. That's the bottom line. The Punisher's still out there. Frank is still out there. But... Given the climate, given the abuse that the character, the 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 given the abuse of the concept of the character outside of comics, I think it's probably best that the character is away for now. You know, as much as I hate to say it, it's a reality, and that's it for me. Yeah, and and as you said, in, even without all of that, it's kind of hard to have a character like that in this climate because you don't know what, what to do with them. Like, right. It, Punisher's kind of of a time. Right. So, right. And whether also, or not they bring him back if they do a Disney Plus show around him, you know, we'll see. Just went to get a pack of smokes, honey. You'll be back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Um, first up for me as I try to finish typing up these notes. Oh, I'm finished. There we go. Um, a little, little something from last week, actually, that I'll briefly, briefly touch on because we have not been getting these books, um, on time for some strange reason. 
including one that came out this week. Darkwing Duck number five, um, which is script by um, Amanda Daybert, art and colors by uh, Carlo Lauri, Laro, and letters by Jeff Eckleberry. Um, and I kind of wanted to touch on this because like, I didn't get a chance to last week. But um, so a mysteriously gifted spa day sent, pretty much sends um, Darkwing and uh, Launchpad into a mystery and Launchpad questioning branding. But also uh, it, it seems that um, uh, Darkwing not only runs into one foe, but one or two foes and, and, and um, old foes, one of which... The first one, which I don't ever remember, but then again, there's only certain ones from the cartoons that I remember. Uh, but it pretty much leads to some, probably some almost real-world uh, branding taking over a school-type situation that one of, uh, the, one of the bad guys decided to um, um, come up with. So yeah, I don't know, but it was a it was a fun read, and uh, definitely check out Darkwing Duck if you are a, a fan of uh, that property. And now back on to this week, we got a new number one actually from IDW, uh, as I forgot to put that in my notes, called Catfight Number One. Uh, it's written by Andrew Wheeler, art by Elias uh, Kiriazis. Uh, uh, I apologize if I butchered your name. Uh, inks by August, August. Um, I don't think that was. I think that was actually it. Uh, colors by Dennis Yatras and letters by Hassan Atmane Elau. So I'm just going to read the box. The box quote here, um, and see if this is of interest to anybody. John Wick meets Kill Bill meets Cats. Which. <laughs> 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 Having read this is kind of certain true, but not in the way that I feel like that, that that comes across. But anyway, Felix lives a life of high fashion and indulgence. Sure, he steals to get it, but he gets it on his own nonetheless. When a mysterious character by the name of Schrodinger, ha ha ha, that's, that's me editorializing that part. Seriously? Uh, Schrodinger? Yes. Yes, I know. I even read it, it was like, okay, that surely they're going to explain that at some point, but they didn't in the first book. Anyway, um, uh, Schrodinger threatens Felix's only surviving family member in an attempt to recruit him into a crime syndicate. That is part uh, where John Wick comes in, actually. Uh, Felix is sent on a globe-trotting game of cat and mouse in a heightened world of colorful criminal masterminds. So, yeah, near the end of the book is when the John Wick part um, definitely kind of comes more apparent. The, the, the Kill Bill part Less so, but you kind of see how it it could get there. It was like I said, it was an interesting read, um, and I will definitely be checking out the next issue of the book. But when when I read that box quote, um, and I'm calling it a box quote, that's not what it's called. But when I read that, when I was looking through books, I was like, oh, that seems kind of interesting. Let me try this out. And the cat thing, you know, if it if the name doesn't. Uh, isn't the parent? There is definitely some cats, um, not necessarily iconography, but there, there's, there's some 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 cat stuff. I mean, Schrodinger, come on, <laughs> that that, that kind of comes up one way or another. And the main character is a cat burglar, so who comes from a um, family of cat burglars, apparently. So you get the thread, anyway. Uh, check it out if anything, any of that I said is of interest to you. Next book, 
Uh, Saturday morning adventures TMNT <clears throat> continued, or it might be the other way around. I can't remember, but uh, so I know we talked about this book last week when that last part ended. But apparently, they keep busting out a new series really, really quick, which I'm pretty sure I said they were probably going to do. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, story by Eric Burnham, art by Tim Laddie and Jack Lawrence, inks by Jack Lawrence, and letters by Ed Dukeshire. So I think this may be a new ongoing because I did not see a numbering. Uh, but then again, I didn't see a numbering of a couple of books this week, so that's not really saying much. But I didn't see a limited series numbering for this book. Um, so I'm going to assume until I find out otherwise that this may be a just they're going to keep uh, as, it's an on, as an ongoing. But Rat King takes somehow comes across some chemical, almost mutagen-like. That changes his, um, I guess, power set a, a slightly bit to where uh, he's in control of the turtles. Uh, and things ensue from that. And, of course, there's your obligatory run-ins with Shredder. And, uh, of course, you know, trying to figure out how to counteract uh, said thing. So this could be the first arc or this could be just another set of these Saturday morning uh, adventures uh, things. But it's definitely set in the world of the 80s uh, cartoon. So if you're a fan of that, bust that out. Because it was actually a pretty good read. There's also, I, I call it a, a, a bootleg turtles um, reference near the end. But that's not necessarily the case of what it is. But if you, if and or when you see it, you'll probably know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, next up. This is a potential click of the week for myself, actually. Star Trek Annual 2023, and there's no numbering to this. Uh, written by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Uh, art by Rachel Stott. Colors by Charlie Kirchhoff. And letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, so this is the annual for the year. This is also another lead into the Day of Blood. Um, uh, um, uh, event that is happening next month, uh, which, wow, I can say next month now because it actually is the case. Um, but before that, in true Star Trek fashion, uh, you have the episode where they have the crew kind of has some downtime on the way to a place, in this case, wherever Day of, uh, Day of Blood is going to take place because um, they're still going to go after Kalos and whatnot. Uh, so there's some downtime. The, the crew's different, doing different things. Uh, Scotty's kind of doing Scotty stuff. Uh, some other crew members are apparently in a game of D&D with Data as the uh, DM, which was kind of funny, especially who was involved with that game. Um, but it all is leading into, because, you know, as, as TNG people may know, sometimes there's the poker game that starts out at the episode and then kind of comes back at the end of the episode. Or at the end of the series, in certain case, in, in the in the case, but this kind of starts off that way and then gets into the uh, overarching mystery thing that happens when Scotty gets a encrypted message um, uh, that leads into some holographic uh, shenanigans because you cannot have a later Star Trek episode without some holographic uh, shenanigans. Uh, of which actually calls back to a TNG episode that just happened to throw in there. Um, 
Yeah, the cover is really good. There's a couple actually. I need to cycle through a couple of other covers also that are are pretty good. But I enjoyed watches. I felt like there were parts of this that were kind of like, all right, you're just checking off boxes. Even down to what, um, you know, how the stories kind of the story kind of go, or and or who shows up. And a lot of people show up uh, because when it says Star Trek Annual, this and if you're watching the the video version and you see the cover. Yeah, pretty much everybody on that shows up. I say pretty much because there actually I do see a couple of people that don't show up, but there are references to to uh, a lot of other Trek, Star Trek, uh, in this uh, in this issue. So in that respect, I loved it, but also it kind of felt like, all right, just check out check off the 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 the, the um, check off all the boxes. You can play your bingo by this one almost. They didn't have a trial, but you know. <laughs> Nevertheless, it was a thing. I'm just gonna cycle through these like really, really quick, and then so that's that one. There's that one. That's a pretty good cover, also. Uh, and that's that. But I can also go to my next book, which is Star Wars: Son of Star Wars Number Four of Five, uh, written by Justina Ireland, art by Perry Perez. Color artist Dono Sanchez, uh, San, um, excuse me, Dono Sanchez Almara, and letters by BC's Travis Lanham. So it's still a family affair with Osana. Um, but after the events of last issue, a couple of her other her, of her family member has been captured or captured or and or are in trouble, and her and her her some other other family members, including a family member that I am still questioning um, of actual relation that comes from the High Republic era uh, is involved in trying to kind of help out there. Um, But that's the whole thing. And she also comes to find out that there's another family member that is involved uh, in what's going on. And of course, as Akbar would say, it's a trap. (laughs) Because it does, they do end up falling into one. So there you go. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's still a good read. I'm still um, I'm checking that. Uh, I've been enjoying checking that out. Oh, actually, I need to go back to Star Trek Annual real quick. Uh, um, sorry. So the Star Trek ongoing is a kind of a hot kind of mix of different uh, Trek, and we even have like one or two uh, new characters. I come to find out reading this that's something that I pretty much glossed over in the first issue of Star Trek in that one of the characters who I thought was a new character is actually related to a Star Trek a, 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 I can't say classic but a, a Star Trek character because uh, there was an Endorian ensign who, who by the name of Sato and I didn't put that together that that is the great 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 granddaughter of Hoshi Sato from Enterprise. So even that character is got got has some um you know a Star Trek show legacy to it. But I didn't put that in I think that came out that kind of came up in the the first issue, but I just glossed over that. So I was thinking that was a new character, but it actually technically kind of was and wasn't. It is a new character, just not one that's brand brand new, sorta. So it's kind of weird. Anyway Next up, uh, Clobberin' Time, number three of five. There you go. Uh, story and art by Steve Scroach, or Scrocey. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. 
uh, color artist Brian Vendonza, letters by VC Joe Sabino. So I think uh, 87's not going to watch, going to read this, but, or he says behind, excuse me. But all I'm saying is if there's a family member out there want to give me $5 million, I welcome them to it. You know where to find me. Mm. Don't expect anything in return, but if you feel it so, 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 by all means, bring it up. But that being said, uh, I, um, a dinner with um, Alicia and uh, Ben and Alicia and um, his favorite aunt and uncle leads to some um, magical shenanigans when Doctor Strange pops in. Um, and there's something I've noticed with this book is that every time, so this is basically a, a, a Marvel team up or Marvel two in one book with Ben and whoever happens to show up. And in the last couple of issues, I have noticed, and this is a slight spoiler for Agent 7, so I apologize, but the people he's teamed up with don't leave in the same shape they come in with. <laughs> so that's been a funny thing in the last couple of issues that, 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 I've, that I've noticed. But we also get to find out the actual name of the, 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 the dude that's kind of been floating around uh, in Ben's periphery, which is... No better than the name he's been going by. So I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, it's leading somewhere, I'm sure. Next up, um, Avengers Beyond, number three of five. Going back to what I was saying about uh, Beyond and the Beyonder. This has been written by Derek Landy, pencils by the one and only Greg Land. <laughs> uh, inks by Jay Lyston. And colors by Frank Darmada. And letters by BC's Corey Pettit. Greg Land. Nope. <laughs> indeed indeed so the black order cometh but not by thanos's hand apparently um and the avengers you know are taking them on uh carol from, from was like i'm taking all of y'all on but doesn't happen that doesn't happen for long captain america calls on some big brain power to help out with the situation uh, to bring the rest of the crew back into the fold and um the Beyonder is a part of this, mostly in narration. It has popped up a couple of different, you know, actually it popped up a couple of times. But judging by what happens at the end of uh, this particular issue, he is going to be a person of very much note uh, in the next couple of issues because of what happens in there. Um, if you are a fan of... Um, Firefly, you are going to understand the words curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uh, and and I'm not going to say who does what and when, where and how, but I'm just saying that is a factor in this book. Uh, last book is, going back to the spider corner, Edge of Spider-Verse number two of, I believe, four, which came out. Uh, the first story which is a spinner spinster story spin stress story which is basically the disney princess uh spider person which i don't think we saw in uh, across the spider verse i think there's one of the few new one of the did. few probably yeah. but it's so hard to tell we can't say for sure that we did or did not see this right. there was definitely a couple of notable notable new ones that we definitely saw but yeah there's a couple of we know we're not sure that we whether we saw or not but the first story being Spinstresses was written by David Hine with art by uh, Luciano Vecchio, color artist Brian Reaper. The second story, uh, which is a, a new spider, a new new spider, actually, who but goes by the name of Sky Spider, was written by Benjamin Percy, 
uh, with art by Marika Cresta, color artist Ruth Redman, and all of the lettering has been done by BC's uh, Joe Caramania. So, like I said, the first issue, or the first um, first story is pretty much, I guess, after the events of uh, Dan Slott's Spider-Verse, bringing Spentress back into her world uh, and um, um, things happening there, which ends up involving a certain hunter or a, a version of a certain hunter that shows up in, uh, uh, in her universe. Um, after she comes back and she's kind of clueless as to some of the changes that has happened regardless. Um, and the second story also weirdly has a, a, another version of said Hunter, but a new version, uh, a new origin for this new Spider-Verse, a uh, new Spider-Character, which almost feels like it should have been in like Robin Hood kind of territory. The, the way it was going off, but there's also some other things going on, which won't, won't uh, get into. Um, but as I say in my notes, there is a similar canon, quote, canon event that uh, this uh, spider character, uh, unfortunately, has uh, to witness. So will we see more of this character? Probably so, because I don't think they wouldn't have introduced him if, if that wasn't the case. But it was just weird to see a brand new as... Um, Spider being introduced after that end of Spider-Verse um, um, arc of uh, slots that I guess technically just ended. I don't know. Yeah. So we don't know. And that is it for me. Uh, I believe we're at clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. So we do have one uh, from one of our other uh uh, absent co-hosts. Make sure somebody else didn't say anything. They did not. Oh, actually, wait. that was the wrong thing. Nope, did not. Uh, Dirt pick is Saturday Morning Adventures Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles continued number one. As I put that cover up, Bink. Um, I don't think he said anything else about it outside of that, so he did not. But yeah, that's it. It was a good read. I enjoyed it. So, um, do you have yours, sir? Yes, 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 yes. I enjoyed this book, Doctor Strange number three. Ah, yes, indeed, indeed. Oh, excuse me. All right, and there's the cover for that as I type that in for you. Uh, and for myself, I did love Doctor Strange number three. It was a, it was great. Um, uh. Star Wars Sign of Star Wars was actually pretty good. The Teenage Mutant Ninja book was pretty good. Um, and Benji says TMNT for the win. It seems like he's a big turtle fan. Um, Catfight was interesting, but I think I might actually. It kind of, it, despite the. Um, I, I don't want to call it fan service, but it, it kind of slightly feels like it. And I'm not totally terribly upset about it because it was kind of checking off the trek boxes as it were mm-hmm. uh star wars annual uh 2023 is going to be my click of the week and uh there is the uh thing for that i enjoyed it because i'm as folks know i'm a star trek fan and they kind of did just enough even though like i said it was a little bit low it's like yeah all right this person shows up this person shows up and this this and then those were like all right 
it almost got there, but it was still a fun read. And I enjoyed it. Plus, the whole D and D game in the middle of a sci-fi <laughs> in a, a sci-fi universe's um, uh, "quote unquote" show thing was kind of amusing too. Which I know Jackson Lansing, uh, excuse me, Jackson, uh, excuse me, Lansing and Kelly, as I recall, were also doing a D and D campaign that was recorded. That's, I don't know if they're still doing it on on YouTube or, or someplace like that. That I, I remember them doing one for a while back. Um, former guests of the show, so I'm not surprised that they the, that they put some D and D in the uh, in it. But it's surprising to see it in Star Trek. That being said, so all right, folks, we're going to go into the uh, news section. Let's get an ad readout. Our first ad read of the night is for Wink, your personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door, from rosé to cabernet to torronte. Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member and you can skip or cancel any time. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink wines through CSPN. Do it today. And now we get into the news. You know, I went to go see if uh, Runaways was on Disney Plus. It is not. They might have just taken it off because I think it was on for a while. It's quite possible. I think they did end up taking some stuff off uh, from what I saw recently. Anyway, cinematic news. First up, a resurrected movie pass launches has launched uh, as of like at least a week ago with four plans and a quote vague unlimited promise. Um, It says it's starting at ten dollars a month. I'd you know, Movie Pass was an interesting idea when it first came out, and I would have loved for something like that to be the case. But I don't know, that whole thing was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And there are other places doing that kind of thing to, to a degree. But apparently, uh, let's see, starting on May 25th, after a lengthy beta period, Movie Pass is now open for anyone to subscribe. Um, there, like I said, there are four plans starting at 10 bucks and going up from there, which gives you credits for a couple of movies a month. And it kind of goes up from there. Um, and apparently there's some price adjustments for uh, New York and Southern California for some reason. Uh, which you can go check out in the article if you are so interested with that. Next up. Okay. One moment. Boba Fett star Timuera Morrison is joining the Ahsoka Disney Plus show as Clone Wars' Captain Rex. I mean, makes all the sense in the world. Right? Yeah. Well, he had the beard. Well, you know, they can always put that on. That's not a that, that's not a hard thing to do in makeup. Yeah, but also but it doesn't always look right when they do it, it uh, you know. Because this is set after Rebels, so and as when we left him in Rebels, he had the 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 beard and the uh the beard right so i i don't know but we'll see interesting 
Um, more Ahsoka news. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to take these two because they're kind of related. Sure. Uh, Ahsoka photo offers a new look at live action Sabine Wren. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you can see said picture from Empire Magazine. Um, so, and apparently they're going to recreate, uh, they're apparently going to slightly recreate the end of Rebels when, um, her, with her and Ahsoka, which I guess kind of makes sense. Uh, with where that series is going to go. And the next um, bit of art news is that uh, from the same magazine, but a different picture is Ahsoka um, in a pose with her two, uh, with her two lightsabers. So we get a good look at her lightsabers, which not surprises is the white ones she carried during rebels. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, and there's also the, the cover where it's just a, a face shot of her and the outline of somebody um, that I'm not entirely sure who that is, but it doesn't look like Thrawn. Right. That makes all the sense, but though. Is, well, it says here it looks like it's, it's um, uh, a silhouette of Thrawn, but it doesn't look like from this picture. But again, you, they're kind of going for two different things, so I'm not even going to whatever. Next up. All righty. Uh, so you took those two, right? Yeah. Marvel pauses Wonder Man and Wonder Man and Thunderbolts indefinitely due to the writer's strike. I mean, you know what? It's been halted for the foreseeable future. Makes sense. So hopefully, uh, you know, Disney budges and gives the writers what they need. Yeah, indeed. And everybody, because uh, we can't, we should not go through another round of uh, uh, reality TV shows, please. <laughs> Um, also, it's worth noting, when I first saw this uh, article, there was a typo uh, from when I saw it where they said Thunderbolts and Wonder Woman. Oh, no. But uh, the, the article itself was, was you know, had Wonder Man or they changed it. But right, like, right, right. It was just the, in the title. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman is a different company, but all right, sure. Maybe right. something could happen. <laughs> right. I was about to say in related news, Shazam Fury of the Gods hit HBO Max or or just Max over the weekend. Yes, it did. I, I saw that. I'm like, I still don't have any. I still don't feel like watching it, but I probably should. I caught the last 10 minutes. Of, that's why I know that that's why that uh, became related to me. I got you. Yeah. So that's on there. The Batman's on there. So now I can watch that. If right. if the Flash is still on there. Actually, I'm kind of curious about Blue Beetle, but I know that's not no longer that's going to be on theaters. Honestly, now. if it's the last time I hear. Oh, God, I hate that music. <laughs> Wait for Blue Beetle. No, the Wonder Woman. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Right, from, from 84, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it was in the first one, too. Was it? I think oh, so. Oh, no, no, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, no. I, the ju- I it's the music, it's the music that was in the Justice League movie or the Batman versus Superman movie, right, too. Right, theme. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. That still kind of strikes a chord with me, but I, I probably haven't heard it as much as you have. So. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Um, something we alluded to earlier. Miles Morales' live action Spider-Man movie in development. Uh, according to producer Amy Pascal, who's also the, the producer for the Spider-Verse movie, by the way. Uh, per Variety, Pascal confirmed that Sony is developing films for Miles Morales and Spider-Woman. Uh, while attending Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, I assume that's the, 
the it's supposed to be the um the, the release event that they didn't put in this article. The producer confirmed work on the projects, teasing that the Spider-Woman film might release sooner than expected. Uh, it is unclear whether it's uh, animated or live action, like Miles Morales' movie. This would mark the first time Miles Morales has appeared in Miles, uh, in live action, uh, according to this article, which is true. Uh, however, the Miles... Oh, well, yeah, we're not, that's a spoiler, so we're not going to... We're not going to... Talk about that. There was a spider. Uh, there was a spoiler that the article just was about to. I was about to read into. So let's move on. Do a silk movie. Thank you and please. <laughs> All right. Uh, spider Man Across the Spider Verse had a sixteen million dollar Thursday opening, thanks to myself, my friend group, and Roddy Cat as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it was it was doing numbers. Apparently, according to this article, it beat out Guardians of the Galaxy uh, number, Volume Three, which to, I'm saying, not a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Guardians is Guardians, but Spider Man's always going to be Spider Man, and this is off the heels of Into the Spider Verse. So, right. So there you go. And this know, is I was about to say, and this is infinitely more not young kid friendly, but kid friendly, where parents are like, hey, even though this movie does end up being darker. It does end up being darker. Remember, that was the one kind of spoilery thing that wasn't a big spoiler, but I talked about it last week on the show. Um, this is darker, but I can see parents bringing, like, tweeny kids to right. this, you know? Yeah. It, it's definitely not Guardians Dark. Right. But anyway, next up. Uh, you got next up. Wait, I just did, this, I just did the... No, the I did the 16 million. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, I'm trying to juggle too many things. The Flash finale uh, introduces three new speeches to the Arrowverse. This is supporters for the last episode of the Flash TV show. Um, uh, if anyone cares, it's uh, Kit Quick, uh, who is Jesse Quick's uh, sidekick, and Hannah Destiny Huggins. Oh, wait, no, that is just Champers. Uh, and... Uh, Max Mercury and the Flash of China, apparently. So yeah, some some new speedsters when the uh, when the show leaves the air. There you go. Next up. Next up, Mortal Kombat Two casts Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Star as Kitana. Uh, that being actor Adeline Rudolph. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Rudolph has officially signed on to the Mortal Kombat sequel as Kitana, the stepdaughter of the villainous Shao Kahn and staunch defender of Outworld and any other realm threatened by evil. And uh, all that stuff after the name Kitana deserves one big who? Thank you. Yes, being a non-video gamer, uh, I guess. That that would strike that. I was kind of also hoping you were going to go for the Mortal Kombat thing, but I I, I knew better than to to believe that was going to happen. What? Anywho, finish him. I don't have that. I should get that. I was no. I was going to say Mortal Kombat. Oh God! And now I ended up doing it. So there you go. That's you, so you, funny. Well done. You tricked me. Um, <laughs> I think that, not that it would have taken much. Warner Brothers Max uh, streaming service launches with a new $20 4K 
tier. According to this article, it means the end of 4K availability for regular ad-free tier subscribers. I'm sitting here like, even though 4K TVs have been out this this long, and I know there's some people who will pipe up and say they have them, but I I, I can't imagine it's as um, ubiquitous as people want to believe it is. But regardless, um, so yeah, it's a service called is a there's a tier called the Ultimate Afri Arrival. It's 4K, and it's um, what six. Oh, they raised the price, so it's $16 a month, unless you get it with your cable subscription or something. Um, and $10 for the ad-supported version of this. So 20 bucks, that's a lot of money for a streaming mm-hmm. service. Even though it's got a lot on it, that's that's a lot for that. Yep. So more power to you if you, if you end up doing that. Next up. Rings of Power news. Rings of Power had a, quote, ring team making the show's actual rings look good. Okay. So uh, they took months to do it. Uh, uh, a, a member of the team told Polygon, uh, you know, actually a, a producer and VFX veteran, all that research, testing, and filming was in preparation for Rings of Power's first season finale in which characters, with some help from a disguised another character, forged the three fabled elven rings it's a monumental moment in Tolkien lore that demanded a monumental effort. Okay. Watch right. by Justin's. Yeah, right. <laughs> or Zales. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> oh, when I first saw it, I was like, damn, yeah, like flash rings. But um, if, wait, do folks even still know about Justin's at this point? Because I don't know where, where the kids are getting their class rings. Now. That's why I said Zales. Because at yeah, least no. that's in the mall. <laughs> Well, well, I guess, but I don't know if they, if they would even know that. Or um, actually, there's one I keep seeing the, the, the commercial for, but I'm not going to say it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hey, guess what, folks? Speaking of Trek news, you can watch the entire first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds for free for a limited time on YouTube. Officially. Because I'm sure <laughs> there are some people that have uh, bootlegs and stuff that they, they're that, uh, Paramount and swatting left and right. But this is official. From Paramount, uh, Paramount Plus's uh, YouTube page. Um, I'm just going to say here that if you're interested in watching this show and don't know that this is a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery, you can possibly watch this um, uh, without watching that. But you will probably, you will definitely miss a couple of things because I watched the first probably 10, 15 minutes of this and I was like, Oh, this is harkening back to stuff that came up in Discovery that I happen to kind of know something about, but still haven't watched. And mind you, this whole crew came in in the second season of the Star Trek Discovery. So, yeah, you maybe want to check that out before you check this, but you can probably do without it. So shout out to um, Anson Mount, formerly playing uh, Black Bolt, (laughs) who's who's got a new gig playing uh, Pike in this. So. And he can talk now. Oh, not that he couldn't, but you know. Next up, Anime Look, Corner. I was about to say, I'm going to start Anime Corner. Literally what's on my shirt, which is Captain Levi saying that. Oh. Right? So, um, I'm going to take these next two stories because they are related to last week's episode of Demon Slayer, which I did watch. I have not yet watched this week's. Neither has Roddy Cat. So we right. won't talk about that and spoil that. But this is last week's episode. And basically, Demon Slayer 
uh, celebrated a, a a big change in the spring slate of episodes because it's focusing on uh, Muichiro, which is the Mistashiro, and uh, Muichiro Tokito. You know, we see him addressed as Tokito uh, uh, during most of the uh, most of the episodes. But uh, bottom line is, we get a flashback that uh, shows his origin. And how he came to, you know, uh, go in the direction of becoming Hashira and his, uh, you know, and, and a, tr- a traumatic experience in his past, just like it's a can, you know, it's a canon moment, folks. It's a <laughs> traumatic, it's a traumatic experience that, 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 that sends a hero down a path of, uh, you know, of fighting for others. And, that's the that that that's what we get here in this in, in last week's episode. We still don't know. Well, neither Radikan myself know what happens in this week's episode, but we're looking forward to it. Next up, right. and yeah, and they've been kind of well. Wait, well, yeah, technically, I guess that, like you said, that's, they're both uh, like we've been getting shades of it for the last few episodes, but like you like Agent Seven said, yeah, we don't know to what extent. Bleach, which I need definitely need to to, to, to catch up on. Bleach Thousand Year War Blood War Part 2 has a, a, a new trailer for the second part uh, that is going to uh, premiere on July the 8th at 7.30 a.m. Uh, um, Pacific, apparently, according to this. Uh, it's this The caption under the, the video says, Time to meet um, Why Watch's successor. You already know him quite well and i have a feeling i know who this is even if uh agent 70 who has never seen bleach um hasn't um and i haven't seen any of thousand year blood war so um i it looks like i definitely need to catch up and i'm kind of looking forward to doing so next up all right the official website for the television anime of two foos level one demon lord and one room hero uh level one mao to one room yusha yeesh Manga began streaming the second promotional video for uh, the anime on this past Friday. Uh, the video premieres the the video previews that is the anime's ending theme song and reveals the anime's July third premiere date on ATX Tokyo MX and BS NTV and its July eighth premiere date on Kansai TV ATX. I'm assuming the American debut will be either simulcast or soon after. Likely, yeah. If it if it picks up, uh, actually, yeah. It says here, High Dive will stream the anime as soon as it airs in uh, Japan. So okay. High Dive's gonna have it, not Crunchyroll. Gotcha. I apologize for the next story because I it's out of order because it's slapped on at the end of the news. I forgot that all of this is anime corner. Oh right, that's right. I forgot to actually pull it up. So uh, let me put this there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I totally forgot to pull that. So I'm glad you did. Um. I saw this news earlier today and I was like, no. And then yeah, when I checked I the sheet, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh I, I saw it. I just I just totally forgot to put it because I know it's in a bookmark somewhere, but I just totally forgot to put it in. So right. thank you. Um, so, yeah, folks, uh, The Rock. Actually, I feel like I called this, but I, I and so you can blame me for that. But I don't know if it is justified. The Rock is coming back to Fast and Furious with another spinoff movie. Another minus, spinoff movie. Right. Minus Shaw, uh, uh, if, I'm, if I read that right. I think so. Yeah. So, which makes sense because if, so spoiler works for Fast, for Fast, Fast X, 
we saw The Rock kind of come in near the end, and he was kind of off on his own doing some some work. Um, and I kind of that's where I kind of figured it was like, okay, yeah, there's totally going to be a spinoff between that and the stuff with uh, Jason Statham's character going off to do whatever he was going to do. I felt there was going to be a spinoff at some point. Um, and I think I even joked saying it was a la Hobbs and Shaw, but we're, we're definitely getting the, the Hobbs, apparently. Whether we're getting with Shaw or not, who knows? So, it's, it's that whole situation is funny all the way around because of the whole feud thing that which got brought up in this, but we, you know, whatever. It's It's funny. Next up, though. All right, so we're continuing into Manga Corner. Mm-hmm. All right, so you get a concept trailer of the Attack on Titan VR, which is titled Unbreakable. This was at the Meta Quest Showcase 2023. I mean, listen, uh, you get to strap on into your ODM gear and take on Killer Titans while protecting your homeland. That's a lot of fun. And you can yell yeah. out, you know, Shin- Shinzo Sasageo the whole time. It looks interesting, and I can only imagine people get motion sickening having a time with that. But it, from what I saw, that the the because um, I did watch it, looks kind of interesting. Even though I'm not much on Attack on Titan. <laughs> that being said, we're going into the toy corner with uh, life finds a way to make Jurassic Park even cooler with new Transformers mashup. I wish I had not had not read that title, but nevertheless. Um, so yeah, Transformers mixed with, um, Jurassic Park. We got new figures. There's, um, there's a Jeep and there's, a uh, I think that was a Velociraptor. I uh, didn't know, um, a Dilophosaurus, excuse me. Now, you might be saying to yourself, if you're a Transformers fan, hey, don't we kind of already have Jurassic Park with the Dinobots? Right. And- or um, 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 whatever the beast, uh, hell, Beast Wars. Uh, we got Dinobot from the Beast Wars. You got uh, what is it? The, the, wait, what is Boudicca's? Uh, this is Destructicons. I don't know. Either way, there's a couple of there's some there's no. I think Bruticus is the Combaticons. Yes, I think you're right. Um, but regardless, I think there is another set of combiners that um, that that are animal slash dinosaur based that is not Dinobots. And I think they did make a set of Dinobots, uh, uh, Dino, Dino, uh, Dinobots that were combiners at some point, which I never right. got. But anyway, so yes, this is the Jurassic Park branded thing. Now, again, as a fan of Transformers, as a moderate fan of Jurassic Park, one of these might be a buy. You can almost guess which one it is. Spoiler alert, it is not the dinosaur themed one. <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, it looks all right from the for the pictures. If you're watching the video version of this, it looks all right. But I'd rather have the Jeep. Although there is also another Jeep Transformer. You know, you got you got. Um, why am I blanking? Holy hell! Um, Hound. Yeah, the OG. Right, but this is the Jurassic Park Jeep, so it's not the same thing. Um, right. So, I don't know. Will this be a buy? Oh, it's the spitting dinosaur from the first one. Right. 
Oh, the one that kills um uh, uh Newman with that that's my favorite <laughs> scene in that movie. Yes, in the uh in the in the outhouse. Yes. Yes, yes. my favorite my favorite scene is when Newman bites <laughs> the bullet. When when Newman gets killed. I'm, I'm love sure that. Jerry is also love <laughs> that movie. I love that scene in that movie, stupid Newman. <laughs> all right. Um all yes, right. So. Next up, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse popcorn bucket is swinging into theaters. You can get your own popcorn bucket? Okay. So, yes. So, AMC has been doing this a lot with movies. Like, there was an Ant-Man one uh, that looks all right. Um, there was the, the uh, actually, I ended up buying the uh, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever one. Even though when I went to go, when I went to go buy them from over there. <laughs> oh, no kidding. It. Yeah, but luckily they have a site where some of that merchandise kind of uh, comes after the fact. But yeah, and... Wait, so you're uh, eating out of them upside down, basically? Like you put the popcorn in their necks and it goes in their heads? It does go in their head. I don't think you're eating them upside down. From from the pictures I've seen, no. I think something might open... I think the back of the head might have... A oh, head. okay, 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 okay. If it's like the Ant-Man one, I believe it's like, the, yeah, the back of the head kind of opens gotcha, up. Or, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I thought it was the top of the head, like a couple of them I've seen, but I'm not seeing a scene for it, so it must be the back. Um, I was about to I, say, I hate to say this, the Gwen one looks nicer. Yeah, and I've seen people, so the reason why I saw this was because, um, well, one, seeing people talk about it on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised that this was the case. Uh, you can go to an AMC theater, uh, go get some, get some popcorn, buy this, if you can find them, and not watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people already know that already, but and that know that people have been upset about that because people just go in by the by the these with with a bucket of popcorn right. and just dip, which I, I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple times I tried to do it, it didn't happen. So right. So I don't like the fact I don't like the fact that Miles does not have a web pattern. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. you know that's kind of not cool. Like I get what they're going for with with that, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you in it. I would probably still get it, knowing stupid me. Uh, but <laughs> no, I mean I understand because it's Miles. Right. I get that it's still recognizably Miles. But right. looking at the two next to each other, I'm like the, the Gwen one's kind of cool. Right. So because it's still a it's still representative of the character and the character's design. I right. know it's going. I know the Miles one is kind of the new one, but I don't remember if the new one. Like lacks a web pattern on his mask. I you know what I, I, I don't remember. Right, that's uh, the that that's why I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. So, but that being said, thirty bucks. And, yeah, that's expensive. Uh, feet, by the way, uh, these can be yours with a bucket of popcorn. Yeah, that's expensive. But, yeah, they and they are because um, which because they know people. Are clearly going to want to get some of these things, and they do. Matter of fact, I think I saw a Twitter. Twitter uh, somebody tweeted that um, somebody was selling them, that was going in there getting them and selling them because they had a couple of them in the back of their car already. Jeez, so, it, it's kind of crazy out there. Um, and I think there was a Super Mario one that was like a question block block. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's out there if you want it and probably already sold out. But I'm sure there's, there's I know AMC's got a merch site that some of this stuff catches up on after the fact. So you might be able to get this after the fact, um, minus the popcorn. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, it's already on that site because, um, yeah, there we go. Um, and it's out of spot stock. So there is a, a site called, uh, uh, this is not a uh, um, sponsor, but um, amctheatersmoviemerchandise.com. Um, and the first couple of things you see is the, the two buckets and then a whole bunch of other Spider-Man related merch, including little mini speakers and some T-shirts. So have at it. Uh, like I said, it looks like it's out of stock now, but I'm pretty sure they'll get some more back in at some point. Again, not a sponsor. Just saying, if you want to go over that route, which chances are that probably happen, go for it. Next up. All right, though. next up. In a first look, Scarlet Witch and Agatha Harkness are going to go to battle in Scarlet Witch Annual Number 1. So this is the Contest of Chaos, which begins in this issue. It pits Agatha Harkness against the Scarlet Witch, her protege. Okay. Yeah, you skipped one, sir. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did uh, I? Is the news brought up earlier? Oh, oh, oh! No, no, no! That was your story. Marvel confirms new superior. That's why when you when you pitched it to me, I jumped to the one I had queued because I talked about the popcorn bucket, but then you went into in depth on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my bad. Yeah, yeah and take it anyway. Yeah, take it anyway. <laughs> um, there's going to be a new superior Spider-Man series, as Marvel has confirmed. Uh, looks like. Dan Slott will be writing the series again, so makes sense because he was the one who originated it in the first place. Right. Um, it's going to be this fall, though they added more info swinging in soon. Sounds like uh, we'll probably hear a little bit more at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which is next month. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, that soon. Um, what the hell? So yeah, we got a picture of it says there's the superior Spider-Man will return. Uh, and yeah, it was... Um, says this fall dance lot will return to the smarter stronger and superior wall crawler and superior spider-man more info swinging in soon so i like that series it was good uh you know so i can't imagine how it's going to come in or how he's going to come in i guess it's going to be some spider versus shenanigans more than likely um but yeah sure next up Alrighty, Mark Brooks is going to spotlight Phoenix and the Avengers 80s lineup in new corner box covers. That's cool. I'm glad that they're bringing that back, at least in in a limited fashion. These are going to be in July uh, through a new line of variant covers by Mark Brooks celebrating the Avengers and X-Men's 60th anniversaries. I've always liked uh, Mark Brooks's art and the, the, the cover boxes of art, the ones that I've seen so far have been pretty good. Yep. And so with this Avengers one, which is an interesting lineup, and not necessarily a lineup, or actually, I don't, I don't Yeah, it's kind of a weird, like, I, I remember the era, but I don't know if all of these characters were on a team at one point. It's a mishmash of Avengers East and West. Correct. So. So, yeah. Nevertheless, still good stuff. And then there's the Jean Grey one, uh, if you see right there, which looks pretty good. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure shown some others uh, uh, when we were talking about books. But it looks like um, X-Men 24 is the Dream Grey one and Avengers number three uh, is is the Avengers one, which I'm sure we'll be showing <laughs> with those when we talk about those issues. Moon Knight number 24, five to uh, foreshadow the end. Night's end. So it says here that Jed McKay's Moon Knight will reach a monumental 25th issue this July, and the Scarlet Scarab, I believe, is coming into play. 
uh, if I remember from what I read from this previously. Really? I think that is the case, or that might have been another article and not this one. But nevertheless, we just get this um, this this promo art says, Night's End begins in uh, Moon Knight number 25. And it says here it'll be an oversized epic featuring artwork from Alessandro Capuccio, Alessandro Vitti, and Partha Pratim, and will foreshadow the start of the Night's End, as it says. July 25th is when that's going to happen. Going to happen. Next up. All righty. Next up, J. Michael Straczynski is returning to Marvel in Captain America number one. So an all new era of Captain America launches in September. So just as I said, they're going to basically take Steve off the board for a few months, probably at the end of this Cold War, uh, Cold War story. But soon after... J. Michael Straczynski is going to bring Captain America back, Steve Rogers, the version that is, back into uh, an ongoing book in September. And it's supposed to delve into Steve's, uh, you know, kind of do a little bit of retconning into Steve's origin pre-Super Soldier Serum. Um, and he, most likely he can do this all day. Will probably be said about half a dozen times. Probably more MCUification. Hmm. I wonder if Hydro Cap's gonna. Nah, they probably they, they've been there, done that. <laughs> right. I was about to say they're not gonna do Hydro Cap because we know that Hydro Cap was like a magical, you know, uh, cosmic cube thing. This is more like going into the history books to talk about like what Steve was experiencing before he went through the super soldier treatment. Right. I kind of hated that part. Cause it was like, I was so happy that, you know, I would talk about that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually I don't have to talk about this one because it, this goes back to, uh, 1870 talking about the, the, um, this week's Punisher number 12. Right. So, so you can skip that. Yeah. So he's gone to the store folks. Uh, he'll be back at some point. I'll take this next one, though. Uh, take a bite out of the Marvel Universe with Alligator Loki. Alligator Loki's going to get his own um, um, Infinity comic series that's going, that is on, going to be on Marvel Unlimited app. Uh, it's a one-shot, apparently, and it will... Excuse me. Oh, wait. Is this the... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take it back. This is the print version of the already released uh in infinity comic so this is going to collect the entirety of uh Alyssa wong and bob quinn's uh, infinity comic series as well as a new adventure from the life of everyone's favorite swamp dwelling scamp that being alligator loki so and it goes on sale uh september 13th so if you didn't get the chance to check it out on uh marvel unlimited uh not you know not a sponsor just a source then you can check it out in print if you care Next up. Okay. Uh, in Dark Droids, this summer's horror-fueled comics crossover event, uh, R2-D2's all-star team returns. So, uh, okay. So it's going to be written by Mark Guggenheim with art by Salva Espin and David Messina. And... Oh, R2 is going to reactivate his super crew once more with some personnel changes. The new lineup consists of R2-D2, IG-88, 4LOM, WAC-47, BT-1, and Triple Zero. Okay. Yeah, like Triple Zero. Um, 
I think this is old news, but I don't remember if we talked about it when this was new news. But uh, Creed comic book series announced by Bloom Studios. Um, it's Creed the movie, of course. Wait, uh, wait, wait. It's not Creed the Starlin character. This is actually Adonis Creed, the Rocky character. That is correct. No way. I didn't see things. I didn't click on the link. So now that I see the link, I'm like, wait a second. So it's not even the band. With arms wide open. <laughs> oh jesus i'm mad at you for being <laughs> oh man oh this is how we fight the sunday scaries folks <laughs> but uh yeah so- <laughs> i'm sorry no, no, you're good. You're good. The the, the oh. book is going to begin ten years after the events of Creed three. Uh, I have not seen Creed one and two, so okay. Right, um, I have not seen Creed I three. Think... Is Creed three streaming? It's got to be streaming already. Probably by now, it has to be right. Yeah. I got to double check. I got to double check to see where it's streaming because I did watch one and two. I just have not watched three. Right, so it's a four issue series. Uh, again, like I said, set after Creed three. Um, do we have a time? Do we have a date for this? Because again, this is old. It's a couple months old at this point. We, and there's a preview pages if you want to check that out. Uh, and this is uh, definitely working with um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's company, uh, of course, with this. You know what's uh, funny? What's that? Creed 3 will premiere on Amazon Prime Video on Friday, June 9th. So it is this coming weekend. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, Jordan collaborated with writers, uh, co-writers Latoya, Latoya Morgan uh, and Jay Jameson on the series. So uh, Dark Blood, Walking Dead, and um, for Latoya Morgan and Jay Jameson, uh, Superman and Lois. And uh, art is going to be by Wilton Santos and colors DJ Chavez. So... There you go. Oh, June. There we go. That is the release date. So actually, any any time now. <laughs> I was about to say it seems to be it seems to be timed with the release of uh, Creed three on streaming. Apparently so. So maybe by next, maybe it'll be out next week. I didn't check, but I don't yeah, know. next week or the week after. Yeah, right. Next up. Okay, so you get a first look at Mech Cadets number one from Boom Studios. So that's cool. So ahead of the launch of the highly anticipated Netflix animated series, Boom Studios is thrilled to announce a brand new chapter in the hit Mecha series, Mech Cadets, by co-creators Greg Pak and Takeshi Miyazawa, with colors by Ian Herring and letters by Simon Boland. I am a fan of the creators involved here and of the Mech Cadets series. So I'm looking forward to this Netflix animated series. I wasn't sure because I didn't know about the uh, the series until this, and I thought I remembered you reading this book or yes. reading Mech Cadet U, I should say. Yes, yeah, it was called Mech Cadet U. Right, but this is just them um, expanding on the universe, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so when is this supposed to come out? All right, so Mech Cadets number one will be available in comic shops August 9th, 2023. Um, not sure when the Netflix series is out, but that's probably going to be soon. 
Yeah, if there if if there are timing it uh, around that, so I'm going to go back and check out Mech Cadet. You, I don't know if we have uh, if I still have. The, it's supposed the, to be sometime this year. They don't. There's no date, but it's supposed to be sometime this year. Right. So, because yeah, it, it seemed like a seemed like a book I would uh, I would be interested in, and like and I also remember you reading it. So, uh, Zoop Image Comics Union charges unfair labor practices practices three counts of unfair labor practices at that. So let's see, uh, the Union Image Comics uh, filed unfair labor practices charges with the National Labor Relations Board on May twentieth alleging three counts of unfair practices by management since the contract was ratified in March. Um, I'm not going to read through the allegations, but you can check them out if you are, uh, if you so inclined. Uh, and it kind of goes through, through the uh, brief overview of how that works out procedurally. And no, uh, you know, we have a, a, a legal person here who will probably be able to read that and see, okay, what's up? <laughs> or knows what's up. I'm not going to go through it, uh, but next up. In sad news, um, according to a post on social media network LinkedIn, Adam Swiderski has, was notified uh, like a few days ago that he had been laid off by CBR owners of Valnet. Uh, Swiderski became editor-in-chief of the site in July 2022 and is still listed on the site's About Us page. That might be outdated news now. Um mm. His is the second high-profile departure from the site in the past month. Greg, Ka- Greg Katzman, who served as exclusive content and PR manager, announced on May 15th that he was leaving CBR to take on the senior public relations manager position at IDW Publishing. Uh, CBR, formerly Comic Book Resources, uh, the name change occurred in August 2016, uh, was founded in 1995 by Jonah Wyland. I remember it back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and that's unfortunately not the only cbr news because actually I, the this article the next article is pretty much the way i found out about the article just mentioned mm-hmm. because um cbr is going through a major overhaul due to quote uh culture and performance issues and i've been hearing some rumbles on twitter about um the 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 owner of Valnet, uh kind of some bad practices or not bad practices, some some rumor rumbling going on with that. And that um, Swiderski is not the only one to go. I've mentioned that there's also a couple of other people that have also uh, been laid off because of this. Uh, let's see, it says here, Stephen Girding and features editor uh, Christopher Baguette, or Baggett. Um, both looks like who've been with the site for... A good length of time and i think the other and the other reason why i saw this was because i saw our very own tim dog 98 uh talking about i think one and or both of these people or one of these people that he worked with when he was still working with uh cbr mm-hmm. so and you know because apparently he had heard about you know what happened to them and kind of said something so that's some sucky news when when you know when folks get laid off from jobs. So hopefully they can land on their feet. And also whatever's going on behind the scenes with Valnet, if any of the rumblings are to be believed, it sounds like there have been some some bad things going on, or not so not so kosher things going on mm-hmm. uh, from people that uh, you know used to work for them. So don't know. Next up. 
Uh, the future of Radiant Black is in its readers' hands, taking a page out of the classic DC Jason Todd vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Images <laughs> superhero series is leaving a major storytelling decision up to its readers. So, um, okay, so this week's Radiant Black number 24 by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa. Is this last week or this week? Oh, this no, this week. is from earlier this month, oh, earlier in May. Right. Right. So this is this is May's issue. Uh so issue twenty four's final page includes a QR code readers can scan to go to a website that polls them on whether or not two characters should be radiant black wing follow. Either one of two characters. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't seen because I, I pulled this to see because uh, I was gonna go back and see if they actually there was anything about how that panned out, but I haven't seen anything on it. But I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, Yeah, they're doing the whole Jason Todd thing. That worked out well. Mm. Um, also, I thought about it. You know, it's like I was going to make a joke and say, "Yeah, Comic Chronicles was going to do that and 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 vote me out," but we already know how that was going to work out. So, so we weren't going to do it. <laughs> Not getting rid of me that easily, suckers. Stop. Um, <laughs> Joker's madness was just permanently redefined in DC lore. Actually, I'm not joking. You're not getting rid of me that easily. But apparently, this is spoilers for Batman 135, which is this? Or it was last week's? I guess. Uh, I didn't read it. Yeah. But apparently, something to do with a sane Joker uh, as opposed to an insane in the membrane Joker. Um, insane in the brain thank you i was, I was hoping you were gonna <laughs> gonna pick that up but um yeah it kind of goes into what's that all about but if you are if you're interested at all you can check that out for yourself in the in the article or batman 135 next up the world of the animated series avatar the last airbender continues to develop in a variety of media so uh let's see uh so in a new novel, uh, let's see. Uh, so it's a it's a it's it's the latest story arc, and it closes with a fresh look at a powerful villain. So this is the legacy of Yang Chen. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how this uh, how how uh, how this should be summarized. This is a long article. This is like an excerpt, right? right. So this, bottom line is this is an excerpt from the this is an excerpt from the novel, right? That's that's the main thing about this, and I think I'm trying to remember. I was going to say when this um when this takes pl- when this novel is supposed to take place, but I don't think I see that. Right, and I was looking for a release date too. Yeah. Oh, this is it says here uh, it. This is uh, looks back on the conflicts and triumphs of the people who served as Avatar long before Aang. So it's pretty much before um, the 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 last Airbender show. All right, so it's a prequel. Again, I'm just looking for release date and price if there is one, <laughs> but I guess not. Yeah, yeah, there is not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. not. Probably soon though. So it's it's, it's fine. If if you got preview pages, it can't be that far, you know. Yeah, yeah, far yeah. Out. But hey, if you're interested in that, if you're a fan of uh, the the Last Airbender um, and that world, hey, go for it. But with that, um, that's the end of the news. 
we get one last ad read. Yes, that is the end of the news. I uh, just wanted to touch on the ending of two series that are not genre based, but two series that I have been following. Succession and Ted Lasso showed their uh, final series finales this past week. So wanted to just say that I am now looking for things to watch. I might be now going back to my manga list. No, my my anime list and maybe even my manga list. My anime list. I may jump right back into Yu Yu Hakusho at some point, uh, you know, because um, I'm probably just going to have a little bit more time on my hands now. Mm. So, yeah. folks, that basically means he's just going to watch Haikyuu again. <laughs> we know this. Uh, I'll give it. Listen, I'm gonna jump. Like, I've got my. Uh, you know, I was just looking at my 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 anime list and, and trying to figure out you know something new to watch. Because as soon as we finish recording here and we do our kind of post show debrief, I'm probably mm. going to uh, head to bed. Uh, after watching this week's Demon Slayer. So I'm right. going to need something to watch sometime during the week because, you know, no no Ted Lasso, no Succession. Succession, you know, Succession's a Sunday night thing. You know, but every once in a while it gets too late, so I'd, I'd watch it Monday night, so. How do you feel about Gundams? I mean, I, I watched the uh, that one Gundam, so, no. you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I do want to try to give you you Hakusho like a real shot. Yes. You know, I got to give that a real shot. So, but in, in any event, let me get to the last ad reader of the night. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Make sure to visit CSPN.us first, then click the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Now, if you shop at Amazon often, make sure to bookmark the link or add it as your homepage so that you can help the CSPN each time you order. We thank you for your support. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. Hey, Marvel. Marvel Unlimited. You should sponsor us. We talk about it enough. Got dog on it. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, folks. We are near the end. Of the, we are at the end of the show. Thank you, each and every one of you fine folks for coming out, whether uh, visually, audioly, or what have you, uh, wherever you consume this here uh, thing we do. Uh, we will be back uh, next week at the, uh, at the uh, normal time, but I'll get to that in a second. I have been Rodicat. You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter. You can find me at News News Needle. You can find me at CPCaps on Instagram. Agent uh, underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. PopCultureNet on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com and the umbrella sites therein. And Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8, the Osiris of this ish. Uh, you can find him at that, uh, at, uh, I wish you could find him at the Osiris of this ish. Uh, I'm going to try to make that happen, but I doubt it. But you can also find Tim at uh, CB Cron on Twitter, which is the uh, Combo Chronicles uh, um, uh, Twitter account. Uh, you can also find him at the Click Nation on Twitter. That's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. Uh, you can also find him at theclicknation.com. 
but also you can go ahead and find him at his pretty much his main thing at this point uh over at comicbook.com under timothy adams writing his face off so go check that man out uh, uh man stuff out there but uh, um there uh, you could find this here podcast on the Coastal Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find this on your podcast perusal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and leave us all the five star positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. You'll never find. Um, you could also find us recording most times every Thursday night, nine thirty-ish Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time, whichever it ch- ch- it is at the time, on uh, the YouTube channel of the Click Nation. That's YouTube.com/slash/TheClickNation and Twitch.tv/slash Comic Book Chronicles. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and uh, leave us the positive reviews and hit the notification button so you know when we are recording. Yes. And with that, folks, we are out of here. Um, like I said, yeah, we're not much to say, but we got books next week. We got, uh, uh, there's no shows next week. Um, we're on the cusp of another, we will be on the cusp of another movie protocol. <laughs> Uh, but we will talk about more about that <laughs> next week. This is going to be this time for the for the for for this season. It's it's kind of weird because it's never broken out like this uh, as we've talked about before. So it's it's kind of wild. Yeah, uh, it's 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 rather unique. Yes, but like like, like AZ said, it's rather unique. Exactly. We will talk about that more next week. This has been the Comical Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One. And knowing is half the battle.